Hey, everybody. Welcome to another Real Debaters production. I am Michael Petro, and joining me on the show this week in the virtual living room that is Zoom is cast member Rob Strachan, our audio video expert. And joining me and him are two best friends, Makar Storischuk and Myron John Tatarian. I know both of these guys through my day job and through the film community in Manitoba. And between Rob, Makar, and Myron, I don't think I know anybody else who has a bigger DVD collection, which is what we're talking about today. We're talking about DVD collecting and all that goes into it. And I I had a pretty decent one. I donated it. I tried to pay it forward and be like, here's a great starter kit for some really weird film. Take it and go. And then we did this episode and I had nothing to talk about. So I got a, I got a lesson in, uh, in, uh, in how to collect and what collecting means to these guys. Uh, we first start the show off with the history of the DVD because you don't know where you're going unless you know where the DVD has been. And with Rob's audio video expertise, he kind of fills in the blanks and educates us as we go along. Then we dig into what's in these guys' collections, some of the gems they have what they love about collecting uh, to any collector out there, whether it's records or stamps or rubber bands, what have you, you'll all understand what it's like amassing and curating something. So that's what this is about, except it's dedicated to film. Uh, Makar apparently searches for specific cases for DVDs. He's got like apparently the Wayne Gritsky of rookie cards in his collection for a DVD case. Myron is Captain OCD, I've never seen somebody take such care and consideration in how they organize and alphabetize their collection. That's also on the episode. I don't want to talk about it all because then there's no point to listen to it. For anybody who's new to the show, follow us on therealdebaters.ca. If you want to find out what podcast platforms we're on, if you want to find out uh, what we look like because we don't do video yet, the YouTube channel's coming. I swear it's coming. We are in the process of not working with Zoom video any, anymore because it's impossible to edit a Zoom video. And I bought a house, so I'll have a studio. So you'll see us soon. But for now, head back to therealdebaters.ca to see our cast bios, the blog posts. Uh, you can donate to the show. Everything you donate goes back into production costs. We don't make any money on that. We just try to make this the best as possible for you. And our merch stand, the prop shop is there as well. Uh, we sell skateboards. So if you can find another podcast that you like that gives you a skateboard deck, well, that makes two podcasts that sell skateboard decks. But buy ours first because I don't I don't think anybody else is doing it. Anyways, uh, that's therealdebaters.ca. If you want to email the show, therealdebaters at gmail.com. To our top 10, if you're new to the show, we try to shed some spotlight on the top five places in Canada and the top five places in America that are spreading the word, spreading the good word about the debaters. So to our American friends, Washington, San Jose, San Francisco, Ashburn, and Southington, thank you. Thank you to everybody in America who listens to us, but thank you to you guys because you're, you're, you're chatting about us, and we appreciate that. To our Canadian friends, leading the charge as always is our fan base in Winnipeg. Thank you so much, Winnipeggers. We love it. Vancouver, Toronto, Calgary, and Ottawa round out the top five. Ottawa, we've never seen you before, so thank you so much. Keep spreading that good word. Water cooler talk is, we're, we're, we're great for water cooler talk. I got nothing else, so I'll just cue the reel, and you enjoy the show. Let's tidy up this tangle of film by putting it on a reel. Here is a motion picture film, a thousand feet, 16,000 separate photographs. Welcome, everyone. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, thank you for tuning in to another episode of The Real Debaters. I am your host, Michael Petro, and accompanying me today in the virtual living room 
is uh, is Rob Strachan, show regular, and finally two people. One of them who we had on during our early COVID bullshit where we were trying to figure out like who to talk to <laughs> and how to talk to them. And uh, so we had Myron John Tatarian on, local Winnipeg film professional. Me and him shot the shit, put it on like a, like a it was like a episode of like a bunch of different people that I was talking to just kind of getting COVID watch habits and whatnot. Say hello, Myron. Hey. <laughs> you can try that again if you want. Hi. <laughs> Perfect. And then we also have that was, that was a that was a total Corbin Dallas fucking uh, response. <laughs> Hi, I'm Aaron. Yeah, multipass. We also have um one of Myron's, if not best friend, one of his best friends and fellow employee of me during the day job that we do not speak of on this show. Uh, Makar, I've worked with you for close to four years now, and I'll never pronounce your name properly. So what's your full name? My name is Makar Storischek. That's what I thought. Thanks for having me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'll see you Monday, buddy. But yeah. thank you for thank, thank you to both of you um, for finally, not, well, making some time. I mean, we don't have a lot of time, but thank you for putting us in your schedule. Um, I'd, I'd like to interrupt and thank you for referring to him as my best friend, as opposed to giving him, you know, Makar's done this or this. It's like, no, no, no. Makar is actually Myron's best friend. That's how we're going to introduce this. <laughs> not, nothing else, but he's just Myron's best friend. That's how you'll know him. Uh, Ukrainian dance teacher, film aficionado, incredibly patient, great fellow employee, Makar Storischuk. Is that better? There we go. There we go. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> and ladies and gentlemen, you obviously know me and Rob from previous uh, fun, silly, stupid conversations. This is a special episode. This is kind of I'm gonna I'm gonna fucking pigeonhole it this is a bonus episode this is the first time we've ever <clears throat> excuse me we've ever really had a chance to sit down and have a conversation about a topic and give you something a little extra outside of what we're doing I've, we've we've put shit up before but i feel that this is the traditional bonus route to go so let us know in the comments but this episode is all dedicated to the history and the love well more the love of a it's it's about dvd collecting we'll just get to the brass taxes of it and in a, in a day and age, in 2021, when it's really, I mean, music stores are dying, DVD sales feel like a garage sale thing more than a thing that people are rushing to, well, when they could rush the stores to buy. Um, I, have, I have a box of DVDs to sell at my yard sale this spring. Yeah, you do. You do. <laughs> and I'm, I'm probably going to buy some because after having culminating everything for this episode, um, I've realized that I miss having a hard copy collection. And looking behind Myron, I'm incredibly jealous. It's almost going from six to twelve, and how much you fucking have. That'll yeah. There's the picture. That's the episode <laughs> picture right there. Um, and Makar showing off his stack in the background there too, which I think you've got some sort of arcade game. And now Rob yeah. is flashing his stack as well. I feel like I'm at. I feel like I'm a dealer at a poker table, <laughs> and I have no chips to my fucking name. Anyways, so that's what the show is about. This week, that's what we're going to get into. Um, but before we get into that, uh, I want like you showed up on the porn set with a micro penis. <laughs> Somehow, I got past all of the pre-checking. Like they never, like the day of, I get there, they pull my pants down. They're like, "Who fucking let this guy go?" <laughs> Anyways, um, I uh, I want to start with Makar and and Myron and do what we do what we always do is what what the fuck did we watch this week what did we consume what did we enjoy because uh, like again there's not much to fucking do uh so we'll start with big bad Makar, and uh tell us 
What the fuck did you watch this week? Yeah, what the fuck did you watch, Makar? Yeah, Makar. <laughs> well, um, okay, well, I've been wanting to uh, kind of tackle this trilogy for a while. It's um, it's called the Before Trilogy. It's by Richard Linklater, most famously known for Boyhood, School of Rock, things yeah. like that. Uh, quick synopsis, it's about uh, these two people. They meet while they're young. And they meet it on a train in Europe, and we kind of follow them along a journey. Basically, uh, it's made up of three movies, uh, Before Sunrise, Before Sunset, and Before Midnight. And basically, they have nine nine-year periods in between each film. And then we kind of go through their journey as they coincidentally meet each other throughout each movie. And, it's not uh, like a coincidence after the first time. Well, I know, but uh, I, I nine out of ten, like fantastic writing. I'm pretty sure every single movie was nominated for uh, best original screenplay. So uh, it's definitely a trilogy that not enough people talk about, not enough people know about it. But uh, definitely recommend. I also just quick, I rewatched Requiem for a Dream. <laughs> no spoilers. Which if anyone has ever had a chance to watch definitely give it a go you may watch it once and that's it but it's i would say it's essential to any movie uh or film fan that uh, you gotta fight through it and uh it's the fetal position movie yeah yeah it really is in the fetal position some parts because it's just cringeworthy aronofsky's a genius though yeah and i think the message that it uh portrays is just fantastic so once his arm at the end is so fucking real oh. <laughs> that's all i'm saying that's all i didn't i did that was no spoiler yeah what? so once myron actually watches it it'll be great so, okay well hang on whoa, whoa, whoa myron you haven't seen requiem first of all we go no i have not okay no that's fine that's fine like there's <laughs> like i i don't shame people anymore for being like you haven't fucking seen that because there's so much it's, it's in my collection it's it oh, whoa, whoa. And it's not even opened <laughs> That's beautiful. Well, if yeah, you're selling a... that, <laughs> <laughs> let's, let's, okay. let's, let's unbox it. It's even the steel book edition. <laughs> We're a bunch of vultures. Yeah, you're gonna get, hear that many times. <laughs> Whole part of collecting. Mar and I really are vultures. We've gotten them from all over, but we'll touch on that later. I'm sure. <laughs> okay, I wanna I wanna go back here. So the before series, um, I, I'll, I'll point out some things here. So Ethan Hawke and Julie Delpy, first of all. Yeah. And it like now that you've seen, like, did you see Boyhood? You saw Boyhood, I guess. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So having done one movie over the course of what was it, 15 years? Am I not mistaken? 20 years? Something like that. Yeah, I think. Oh. It was- um, what do you like more when he did it in one movie or do you like this series where each movie is nine years apart from each other? I think I, I appreciate Boyhood a little more for the actual challenge it was to, I think, bring that back everyone and keep to some sort of structure and put that together as a feature where I think, don't get me wrong, the Before Trilogy is fantastic, but they had so much time in between to prepare and uh, make tweaks and move around uh, as they wanted to. So I I, I think uh, rightfully so, Boyhood should be uh, near the top of the list just because I think it's more of a 
cinematic piece of history more than anything. Yeah, I'll agree with you on that for sure. Has anybody else seen? Raise your hands. Has anybody else seen Boyhood? Myron's seen it. I've not. I've not seen it. I have only seen uh, the first one. So whenever was it midnight daylight? What? what yeah. What, what is it here? Before midnight. Nope, that's not. Before it. sunrise. Before yeah. sunrise. Yeah, there we go. I've, I've seen, seen the first two of that trilogy. Okay, so at some point or another, we've kind of all seen. I didn't realize. Days and Confused is the is the Linklater movie I've watched the most. I, as we all have. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> how many? How many? How many beers have you had, man? Three. Oh, you're gonna die, bro. That's my favorite line when they're climbing the bell, the clock tower. Or no, that's that's Back to the Future. The bell tower. Bell tower is. Uh, is uh dazed and confused um, anyway sorry go go on with uh yeah no i was so so we've all kind of seen it but i didn't know that it was a trilogy i just thought he was using the same two people and writing different movies i didn't actually know until very recently like within the last five years i'm sure that i was like oh this is this is link later stretching his dick again making long epic forever <laughs> movies um that's what he does. He like he's like the Stephen King of the fucking movie world, where he's like, I, I, I thought it was That's more of an world. elongation of his um, foreskin. Okay, well, whatever part of his penis you want to use. Doing docking. This is fucking docking. So, um, yeah, I, I just it was funny. I'm like, oh, I'm an idiot. That's probably something I should have known. Um, what the fuck did you watch, Myron? A lot. Um... <laughs> Uh, most recently, though, uh, I watched uh, on my brother's recommendation HBO doc called Tiger. It was in two parts. It's obviously about Tiger Woods. Maybe not obviously, seeing as it could be about a tiger. Yeah. Um, and it was phenomenal. Like, nine and a half out of ten. It, it, I'm not one to go deep into docs, even though I love them. It's just I, I prefer scripted things. Uh I don't know. It, it was so well done and just a deep dive into who this guy is, how he was brought up, you know, everything from his father. And I won't get into spoilers, but you know how he had his downfall and his rise again as like the golf legend and everything that came with being Tiger Woods uh, in an elitist white sport. Uh, it, it was incredible. Uh, so that really was a, was a solid watch. Two parts. Amazing. Is it as, did you think it was as good as the Jordan miniseries? Doc? Well, no, and it's because of this that I want to watch The Last Dance now, which is the Michael Jordan miniseries on Netflix, which also I hear gets amazing reviews. It's 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 really good. For me, it was nostalgic because I remember watching some of those games when I was like nine or 10 years old. So it kind of like brought some of that back. That's I awesome. was still into sports before I learned to like other things. If, uh, if you're not a sports fan, would you like it, Myron? Like if you, if you. Hundred percent. I'm not a sports guy, and any one of my friends can attest to that. I've tried millions of times. I'm just not a sports guy. I'll watch like the big games. I'll watch playoffs just for like the social aspect of it when that was a thing. Uh, but in all reality, I really couldn't care less about it. At the end of the day, it's it's fun when you're there and you're invested. You're like, all right, I'm just gonna choose a guy, and I don't care what team wins. Uh, but this team is gonna be yeah. my team for the night. Yeah. No, that is uh, like with no preconceived notions. Yeah, but no, Tiger is is a story for, or a doc for anyone. Uh, it's, a, it's a mature story, um, but it, it's for anyone who is a human being. It's a very human, <laughs> very human story. 
I love, I love how you made sure everybody felt safe to know they can watch. He's, it's, it's kind of the classic American tale too, right? You know, he Fair rises enough. against all odds. He has it all. He fucking loses it all. And then he has the comeback story. 100%. Like, Americans love the second chance more than anything else. That is, that is. There's, so, there's nothing more Jesus than that. <laughs> more Jesus, indeed. Uh, and then one other, I've watched a couple other like all right movies, but the other two very briefly that stood out were uh, Sound of Metal and One Night in Miami. Oh, okay. So you've, you're going, you're going the, 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 those three have all been, pre- well, I don't know about Tiger, but I know One Night in Miami and Sound of Metal are both Oscar contenders so far, and they've only been out for like two weeks. Well, I wouldn't be surprised if, because if, the new part, I think it was, because they were separated in two parts. The first part of Tiger came out, I think my brother said like two years ago or something. Uh, and the second part only came out last year or this year, but for most award shows, they're combining, you know, 2020 with some of 2019. Yeah, so I, I would, wouldn't be surprised at all if it won some documentary stuff or got some nods uh, for sure. Um, but yeah, One Night in Miami and Sound of Metal were uh, incredible movies in their own rights. One Night in Miami is the play, correct me if I'm wrong, but it's the play turned movie by uh, rookie director Regina King. Her first movie, like, <laughs> which is, that's pretty awesome that it's her first movie. And she didn't put herself in it. I also heard that like she's behind the camera, not in front of it, but it's the story of Malcolm X, Sam Cooke, Muhammad Ali. And, and who's the one I'm forgetting? Uh, someone Brown. It's the football player, the linebacker. Brown, the Brown, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Um, and it's the story of them and one night in Miami and with all their influence and, and just their, who they are as people and what movements and ideas that have come from those four people in one room together. Right. Like it's what if that yeah. happens. And you, you can tell it's very evident that when you're watching, you're like, Oh, this could be a play. And then you're like, Oh yeah, it is a play. Um, because literally it's, it's pure performance and dialogue. Um, but, but the, the acting is so magnetic and absorbing and you're just, you just want them to keep talking and keep getting into shit. And then, solving it and then getting like you just want them to keep at it and like you know it's it's two hours i believe and just went by so quickly yeah okay it's on my list too because now i have the big four i've got crave amazon prime amazon prime uh netflix and disney i think those those are the and i kind of think you need to you need to add apple tv now too apple tv plus we have actually we, we have apple tv because sean upgraded the iphone and they were like here's a year free and i haven't watched shit on it like why don't I, you why don't you watch that weird show where everyone's no one can fucking see because you know civilization would definitely progress that way. Oh, but seeing as you do have Apple TV, sorry to interject, Rob. Um, Wolf Wakers, I, I, I used my Apple TV trial to watch that. It, that is going to be a for sure animated Oscar nom. Okay, sweet. I'm I I need to I'm going to subscribe to it. I think, but the problem is I have so much stuff to watch on all the other streaming services. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, um, Makar, how long's your list? What do you think? I know we talk about this all the time because I'll be at work and I'm like, "Have you seen this?" And you're like, "Well, between no, there, just... <laughs> go according ahead. to my IMDb watch list, I think it's about 1,100 things to watch or something." Oh, Still... perfect! You'd be caught up by 2036. Exactly. Yeah. 
Jesus Christ. <laughs> well, the problem is, is like, you've got so many things you want to do. I got TV shows I want to watch. I got movies I want to watch. I've got video games I'd love to have time to play. And fuck, I've, I've got like eight books on my bedside table to read. Like, it's like, where the fuck do you have the time? Yeah. They need to, they need, to, we need to move to, is it Mars? Mars is a 26 hour fucking day. Something like that. We need that shit. I need two more motherfucking hours. Yeah. Two more hours of just like whatever the fuck time. Right. I mean, I'm, I'll probably be too tired and end up just sleeping them, but whatever, you know. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, I will, I will go next. Thank you for that, by the way, Myron. Those are Don't two- I get to go next? Don't you go oh. last? No, you're right. You're right. I did say I was going to go top to bottom. Uh, so, uh, Rob. I'm going to be quick. I'm going to be quick. Yeah, so, no, take some fucking um, time. We're fine. Um, movie. I'm going to start with the TV show I've been watching this week. So, so Outlander just got picked up on Netflix. <laughs> and I, I fucking crushed with my with my wife the first two and a half seasons. And honestly, I always was, I made fun of my mom for like really liking this show, but it's um it's pretty awesome and gory. And I mean, I'm Scottish by ancestry. So I, I don't know, I have this affinity to this movie, the show. And it's actually pretty fucking good so far so i've been watching a lot of outlander um movies wise um i michelle and i kind of were bored so we were kind of like let's let's find some late 90s early 2000 rom-coms so and i love rom-coms like yeah i mean even all the times i've been single in my life i used to go to rogers and blockbuster and rent rom-coms by myself and watch them and i love them I love it. I love it. But uh, the two that I've watched in the last week, the first one is, uh, I, I think it's 99. It's um, um, She's All That. I've heard of that one. I haven't seen okay. it, but I've heard of it. It has, um, what's his face? Um, is that McConaughey? Uh, pardon? Is McConaughey in that one? No, the second one I watched is the McConaughey one. The other one I watched, um, oh. Petro, who's in, um, who's in She's All That? Freddie Prince Jr. Freddie ah. Prince Jr. Thank you. Brain fart. You know who else is in it? I forgot. Is uh, what's his face from uh, Paul Walker's in it? Yeah, he's oh. the douche. Yeah, he's the douche. I was like, oh, Paul Walker's the douche in this movie. And then the other one I watched is a McConaughey one, and uh, it's uh, How to Lose a Guy in Ten Days. So yeah. good. The movie's so, so good. good. It's so good. It's so good. I watched that for the first time like two or three months ago, just because I was on a little like rom-com 90s early 2000s bender and i was watching like four or five back to back yeah and I'm, like, I'm gonna watch the ones i've never seen before and that was like the first one i watched i'm like this is amazing it's so good man bullshit and, and kate hudson's awesome in it um you know and and i mean i feel like there just hasn't been as many good rom-coms in about the last five to eight years no crazy <laughs> rich asians is probably the best one in the last two or yeah. three fantastic Absolutely. movie yeah like i've I, like and do you know they're making two sequels to it? Yep. The author's so writing it. Hopefully they're going to film it in 2023 and they're going to film both back to back. Wasn't it? Yeah. It's based off a book, isn't it? Yeah, I think yeah. so. Yeah. <laughs> I, yeah. I don't know if the author is writing the books or if the, the books have been written. I thought the author was writing the books. I think she's written. writing the books and they're coming out this year or something like that. And then yeah. the, the plan is to film the movies. And, and yeah. that was the next Game of Thrones book too. Oh, uh, be don't even get me started on George R. R. Martin, man. Like, nah, I'm gonna be I want to fight, I wanna fight I him. If I see him, I'm I'm cr- I'm smashing a beer bottle, and it's gonna be like, dude, 
Stop doing other stuff. Finish your fucking books. He's gonna die like 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 um wheel of time guy uh robert jordan and then another guy's gonna have to write it but he didn't leave any fucking notes so it's gonna suck anyway well actually he did he he to david benoit or dby's like the the two showrunners uh he told them like the secrets of all that goes on within the last one and they were able to use that for the final season but he gave them like an extensive list of notes of how to finish this in case he does die but but the but the thing is is like book four and five they take they they have all these extra story arcs that aren't in the TV series that ah. are gonna, that I think would totally take it to a different finale. That's just my two cents. Oh, I, I haven't read the books. I've always wanted to, but again, it's it's time thing. Yeah, a million things to watch, play, and read. I totally, got only fucking the only way I read now actually is on my Kindle because I'm like, well, if I'm gonna, you're yeah. such a fucking slave to Amazon. <laughs> I fucking Kobo. I just, I was like, I like the fact that it was like a Kindle. I'm just fucking with you, oh no, I know, I know, but I'm, I'm, I suck Amazon's dick. I'm ashamed of it. <laughs> You're like Jeff Bezos, come here. Uh, yeah. Oh god, oh. Jeff Bezos in my ass and my mouth. As long as it came with some sort of gadget, but whatever. And Elon Musk is watching in the corner. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's every. That's idea. your billionaire three way. <laughs> It sounds like a James Bond porno. Um, Gross. Three, Gross. three evildoers. Anyways, um, oh, what was I going to say to you, Rob? What'd you watch again? Sorry. Uh, out. I've been watching. I, I crushed two two and a half seasons yeah. of Outlander this week. Yeah. And then it was late nineties, early two thousand rom coms. Okay. Yeah, I wanted to that right here because we all we all lost our shit, and I'll I'll go quickly around. Um, so, who do you root for more when you watched it the first time? Because we've all seen it. Were you rooting more for Kate or were you rooting more for McConaughey? McConaughey. Yeah. You always wanted McConaughey to get the girl. Cause like I enjoyed the fact that I kind of like both though. Like she's really, really witty, but I feel like, I feel like he, he just gets shit on all the time. Like, you know, like, I feel like, I mean, they both are doing it for like a bet and that kind of thing. But I feel like, I don't know. I just, I feel like he just gets the extra, he, he eats extra shit sandwiches the whole movie. Makar, that's like doing? good writing though yeah i would probably say the same thing like it almost feels like maybe they're not doing it for the right reasons but his like journey to come full circle is definitely a, li- a little more rough but... and he brings her to his parents like he breaks down more of the barriers right? yeah 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 i can see that but maybe i'm seeing it from a man's lens that's that's fine you're fucking like lady gaga says you're born this way um myron what do you think were you rooting more for mcconaughey or were you i'm always rooting for mcconaughey i know because you read you read green lights didn't you yeah man all right all right Uh, all right that's all i gotta say yeah i have it all all you need to say is interstellar enough said oh interstellar anything that guy does but to to the movie yeah he, he he's just He's McConaughey. He's absorbing when he's on screen. I almost bought a Lincoln because of that motherfucker. Almost. <laughs> Before, enough, enough fucking people did. <laughs> that commercial, and then when he got into like Jim Beam, when he became the Jim Beam spokesman, I was like, what can't you do, McConaughey? Well, he can't He can't do the fucking splits like fucking Van Damme on two Volvo fucking semis going backwards. That's what That's he can't true. do. That's true. Cut to Van Damme commercial. Um, so, And that's why I drive a Volvo. 
that's yeah <laughs> that got stolen wow. and then returned <laughs> and he couldn't do a damn thing about it because why why could because the key wasn't in the car they couldn't track it why a meth head stole my okay so a meth head stole my volvo <laughs> i had started it and then i was shoveling i started it i went inside to take my boots off and put my sneakers on and in those few minutes somebody stole my fucking volvo <laughs> and so they i report it stolen they finally find it a couple of days later turns out this guy meth head stole it decided he was gonna drive to red deer was driving down the trans canada and was like hey i need to smoke some more meth and basically swerved into the ditch and it got stuck some some nice guy picked him up he was really sketchy he drove him back to the service station that was nearby and the guy was like whoa that guy's really sketchy he calls the rcmp the rcmp happened to be right there at the esso station they arrest the guy and then I got my vehicle back a month later after MPI fixed it and shit. Nice. <laughs> nice, yeah. And that happened four, four days before Christmas? Jeez. During a pandemic? So the thing I didn't realize is that once you start the car, even if the key's not in there, you can drive until it runs out of gas. Yeah. I didn't know that. I thought it, it would only go so far and then gently come to a stop. Nope. <laughs> this is the bet that'd be a perfect commercial. Nope. Like that, that that isn't true. Like debunk that. Put that on Mythbusters. No, you can keep driving. You can drive as far as that can but, but think about it. It makes sense though, right? Because it would be a safety thing. Because what if it just came to a stop on like the middle of a super busy freeway? Yeah, that's... Like, that would pff, that'd be fucked. Oh shit. Anyway. Anybody, sorry, yeah, back back to fucking movies. You so she <laughs> Uh, she's all that as well. You were going through some hard '90s, uh, hard '90s rom-com at home. I I, I fucking love that. Like, well, that, this that's... she's all that's '99 is 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 late '90s, right? Yeah, McConaughey yeah, is the king of the 2000s when it comes to rom-coms, bro. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I'm my dates are off. The only person that does more rom-coms in the 2000s than McConaughey is uh, my favorite, Owen's brother. Owen Wilson. Owen Wilson. Sorry, I fucked that up. I'm, I'm that was brutal. <laughs> <laughs> Flash to picture of wrong Owen Wilson. Um, so, uh, I watched this week. I watched, uh, me and McCarr were talking about this at work. I watched, uh, Blown Away, the new Ooh, season. Yeah, that's a good one. Jeff Bridges, man. No, not, <laughs> <laughs> not Jeff Bridges. Yeah. Different, different show different show <laughs> no tommy lee jones is in this tv show oh uh, this is a tv show i'm sorry okay no, no no that's fine that's fine but it's funny because it's about glass blowing and you're talking about the 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 uh fucking jeff bridges bomb unit movie from yeah my youth with with like the u2 heavy soundtrack that's what's the best thing about that movie is that there's like 12 u2 songs in it anyways um no i watched blown away the second season of glass blowing show glass blowing's fucking cool that's all i have to say about that it's incredibly soothing television if you want to like go to bed and you're like oh, i'm just gonna watch people make art um you can do a lot of fucking weird shit with glass like they're like and like that's how they like start a blow and the best part of the show is listening to the judges go guess who blew us away this week <laughs> and you're, you're like man like your marketing department like you maybe i don't know come up with a better moniker with glass in the title not blown and then you won't have to use it so much and be like blow us guests blow us guest judges so uh that's really what's that's so the, is it like a reality show kind of like yeah yeah it, yeah yeah 
Um, is it as cool as the one where they make their own knives and then cut like big slabs of meat? Have you seen that one, Makar? I, I think I've seen a little bit. It's kind of similar vibe though. Like forged in fire. It's it's any real forged is in it fire. History Channel. Yeah, it is. It's and it's and it's every reality show in history where it's like competition based. Well, instead of like, you does know, it have the Curse of Oak Island guy as the narrator? No, any show that guy narrates. No, but my, while speaking of narrators on reality television shows, uh, Mike Rowe is my guy. I can listen to my. I wish Mike Rowe narrated my life. The guy who does Deadliest Catch. Don't you listen to him when you're jerking off? In, That's Morgan. That? Morgan Freeman. Different. Oh, my apologies. My apologies. Okay. Um. Anyway, so I watched Blown Away. So if you want to watch like a really good reality TV show about blowing glass and how like there's one girl on it this season who's got cataracts and the more she does her art the more she, the faster she goes blind so what? like she's actually sacrificing her sight for her art which she put into one of her pieces which was pretty cool that's pretty poetic actually yeah like and you see it and watch it and they've got like 12 1800 degree furnaces in this old building somewhere where they're filming like they made a huge and like the furnace is called the glory hole like that's the technical term for for the furnace and glass blowing so they're always like, with glass blowing it's not like you could use your other sense of touch to like keep the art going because it's oh. kind of too hot oh yeah like when they're like wrapping it they like light the paper on fire that they're using that's soaked like it's it's pretty, it's pretty, you're fucking losing probably 10 pounds a day in sweat. I think I'm going to have to get a subscription to Stack TV. Do it, dude. It's the best way to cut cable, honestly. Stack TV. Thanks for cutting the cable. Um, and then I also watched, uh, has anybody else seen um, Black Sea with Jude Law? No, but I've heard amazing things and I've always wanted yeah, to watch that. Okay. Uh, quick synopsis. Uh, Jude Law, submarine mechanic, gets fired from a uh underwater salvage company he then goes out on his own they him and a ragtag crew of russians and other ex-navy buy an old russian sub for one hundred eighty thousand dollars and try to find the lost nazi gold during world war ii in the black sea i'm thinking of black sails the pirate tv show yes i have not heard that <laughs> <laughs> so, okay anyways that's what the show this about. black sails sounds fucking rad though yeah, I was like, wait, Jude Law and Nazis and submarines, pirates? <laughs> and it's like Jude Law with like a weird, heavy, like, Scottish. It's it's like a very heavy Scottish accent, I think. Anyways, it's got Scoot McNeary, uh, Ben Mendelsohn, like Rogue One Ben Mendelsohn, Bloodline Ben Mendelsohn. Dude's amazing. Right? Fucking snazzy Aussie. He's great in, what was that Brad Pitt, James Gandolfini movie where, like, Brad Pitt plays the True romance. No, no. Well, yeah. Okay. <laughs> I see what you did there. Um, anyways, that's a fucking, that's a, I'm doing deep cut. Uh, point of what I was saying was, is that if you want to watch a really great submarine movie, underwater submarine movie, where else would submarines be? Um, watch awesome. Black Sea. Black Sea is awesome. Cause like, I think it's kind of based on a true story. I'm not a hundred percent certain on that. But Jude Law is awesome as a submarine commander and crazy shit goes on and it's this up and down like big guy versus little guy story. Um, I was finishing it before we jumped in here and I'm like, I was like, I can't, I can't half pay attention to this. I need to know. <laughs> this one? You checked your app. Fuck yes. You have the God. Is, it, <laughs> is that it? Is that, a that, that was it. Yeah, that's definitely it. 
That's hilarious. Now my question is, is he as good of a submarine captain as McConaughey is in U571? Better. Better. Mm. There's a scene. Myron might fight you on that. Okay. I'm gonna, it's all, spoiler alert. There's a scene where one of the guys in the sub finds out that he won the lottery. He won $30,000. That's the lottery? That's, well, that's, that's a lottery. That's not the lottery. <laughs> <laughs> so um, anyways, he finds the out. the hand-me-down lottery. Yeah, it's the it's the lottery for the poor people. Um, so they uh, he breaks radio silence while they're underneath the Baltic Sea Navy to check his lottery numbers, and Jude Law finds out about it, and then he gets and this guy and this other guy get into a fight over who bought the lottery ticket. Jude Law's captain breaks up the fight, and he looks at the guy whose lottery ticket was. He was like, "You broke radio silence for thirty thousand dollars." And then lights the lottery, the winning lottery ticket on fire because they're all supposed to make two million in gold bullion. So he breaks the radio and lights a lottery, a winning lottery ticket on fire to prove that they all need to be in this together and they'll come out richer for it. So it's really fucking crazy. I don't know. It's like 2014, 2015. Anyway, I don't oh, know. Oh, I remember the movie with Gandolfini and, and Brad Pitt's The Mexican. <laughs> How many fucking movies have these two done together? Ah, uh, it's the it's the one about crime bosses. Scoot McNary's also in it too. He's great. Um, Killing them softly. That's it. Thank you. Killing them softly. Where Ben Mendelsohn and Scoot McNary again. And Brad Brad Pitt has his brunette, right? His his hair's dyed black or something. Yeah, it's dyed black and it's like douchey with the with the thing on it. Anyways, um, I am warmed up. I'm good. Let's break into this fucking bonus content shit that I said we were going to be doing now. Um, this whole episode ladies and gentlemen is dedicated to these three gentlemen's dvd collection that's what inspired all of this to begin with um i've realized that uh like shauna's brother has all my old dvds which is totally fine because I, I still have access to them but like it was a small milk crate when i handed it off and i remember a very big collection and it's just dwindled over the years out of stupidity can so, i make a small alteration to this um add to it so i don't consider mine a dvd collection mine is a blu-ray collection fair enough okay, okay. okay. Well, if it ain't 1080p or higher motherfucker it ain't worth watching i'm i am only here to facilitate this and to pull information out of what it means to you guys and to make me jealous of not having one anymore so uh, feel free to add and subtract and multiply and divide and cut whatever way you want on this one. Um, it's not politically correct, Stanley. <laughs> <laughs> Refer to my DVDs as the proper name, okay? They're Blu-rays. Just use fucking Blu-ray. Um, so, or it's movie collection. Movie yeah. collection. Uh, even better. Okay, sure. Movie collection, however you have it. I mean, it. I still have a few DVDs because I have a few... I have a few choice cuts that aren't available on Blu-ray yet. Yep, same, same for sure. Yep. Okay. All right. So we can't really know where we're going unless we know where we've come from. So, uh, and Rob being in the audio video industry, um, the uh, home entertainment, like your, your, your industry, what, what is AV? Is that the easiest way to say? Yeah. I mean, I've been, I've been selling TVs and audio video for 18, 19 years. Okay. So yeah, audio video special in this industry. Like it started off as like, it was gonna, it was like my job when I was like 22 and I was like, sweet, gonna make commission. And, and it's just turned into like, it's just been, my career just keeps circling back around it. So for almost 20 years now. So 
Um, we're going to start with just some, some, some back and forth here between me and Rob to, to get familiar here. Cause there's some shit I didn't know. And there's some stuff that Rob knows that is absolutely hilarious. Uh, speaking of, so VHS obviously stored for video home system. That's what the DVD came from before the VHS. There was the real, obviously real debaters. haha. Um, but then the VHS gave birth, well, not birth morphed into the dvd eventually i like gave birth better i mean the biggest thing about the vhs though is i mean for the first time people could take that cinematic experience and bring it into their home and that's why it's such a big monumental thing right and i mean it took a long time for it to to get fully adopted it 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 didn't get fully adopted by most consumers until the mid 90s believe it or not even though it was introduced in the early 70s to the mid 70s also feel like Here's a fun fact about the, about the VCR. 1975 is the first year that the VCR was introduced in Canada. The same year, Honda released the first Civic in Canada. And guess what? They were both the same price at $2,500. Yeah, that's, I <laughs> that's think that's cool. the big thing. Like when it first came out, it's just, it wasn't like feasible for like the, the odd, uh, like, for the regular for regular yeah, joes regular to buy it right? right yeah exactly and i mean it wasn't actually you know mike and i were talking about this beforehand and it's like we always hear the betamax versus vhs right and sony invented betamax jvc invented vhs and you know everyone was like well beta's better it's got the smaller tapes it's higher resolution but vhs won out and the thing that a lot of people don't know this the reason why it did is because it has it's because of the porn industry and what, v- what JVC did is they gave free cam- cameras and cassette tapes, like VHS tapes to the porn industry to record porn on because they knew that the, the first people that were gonna go out and buy these were gonna be guys that wanted to be able to jerk off at home instead of jerking off in a porn movie theater. And it worked, it paid off in spades. And I mean, we all know this, I mean, you know, after about 1988, you couldn't rent a Betamax anywhere. It was all VHS in the video stores. It's funny how the porn. I love how Myron just has a giant smile. On his face. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just like, this is all like, I'm like, what? This is crazy. Like, it's just little it's- tidbits that I, I would have never thought of. And I'm like, the world, man, the world. <laughs> I mean, the funny thing is, is the porn industry has actually pushed a few major technologies. So the first one's VHS. The next one is the DVD because now you didn't have to video, you didn't have to record, you didn't have to fast forward and rewind to get to your favorite scene. You could jump back and forth, right? The other one is high speed internet because then you could stream videos. And then the last one was Blu-ray because there was a big battle with Blu-ray and and uh, what was called HD DVD at the time. And what the nail in the coffin was is when Vivid, which was the biggest porn producer at the time basically said, hey, we're going to go with Blu-ray. HD DVD folded like six months later. That's crazy yeah. that they had that much power over that. Well, it's or not people. power, but I think it's just, it's just, like, it just like, shows the power. Yeah, I guess it shows the power of the porn industry and how much money is wrapped up in and around it. M- Makar, how many, how many DVDs in your collection are porn versus not porn? <laughs> I can't say I have any. No, you sure? I'm pretty sure. I think the closest would be maybe like a uh, late night comedy of some sort. <laughs> like Van Wilder, the upgraded version. Yeah, exactly. 
<laughs> I think the day of owning like an actual porn video, like a cassette or a disc or something, like, I mean, not with a smartphone. I mean, what's the point? <laughs> I, uh, yeah. Unless you're like into like a really nostalgic vintage jerk, like, I don't see the point. <laughs> <laughs> like, you have to set the scene. Yeah. Like, it's like I... you're lighting the candles. It's like that, that Chris Rock uh, stand up where he's like, you know, the home alone jerk. I get out the Vaseline and get the candles <laughs> out. And, you know, I bring out the old penthouse magazines. Like, <laughs> <laughs> oh, that is fucking good bit okay so yeah so we've we've kind of laid some groundwork here and i mean historically speaking the vhs that was late 70s 76 77 uh we go through the 50s and the 70s with magnetic tape and whatnot um by it was 95 i've got this here and rob you can probably confirm this too uh digital disc optical data that's what dvd stands for i mean dvd came out in 95 but let's be honest i mean it didn't really first hit the market hard until 99 so the first my my parents bought a dvd player i think they spent 1200 bucks on it and i remember the first dvd i bought was the matrix and um you know and that would have been like late 99, early 2000s when that came out on DVD. Because it came out, I think, in the summer of 99, that movie. Well, and yeah. It, it's it's like there's so much infighting with the making of the DVD because what you've got is... Well, there was two competing camps. So, yeah. so Sony Phillips was one and they had invented the CD and they had won the CD battle. And then Toshiba and Panasonic were the other one. Yep. So Toshiba and Panasonic won out and they're actually the makers of the DVD. And it basically used an MPEG-2 compression, and it basically just uh, allowed about four times the density of a regular CD. Because a CD is about 770 megabytes, whereas a DVD is about 3.4 to 4.2 gigabytes. That's exactly what I'm looking at right here. And there was also, once they'd kind of figured out what company was going to make the DVD, uh, then it was... Well, make DVDs, I should say, because there was the infighting about making a standard format, was there not? Like you had Apple, you had Microsoft, you had Sun Microsystems and Dell on one side saying, we're going to make it this way. Mm-hmm. You had IBM on the other side of the conversation saying, we're going to make it this way. Yeah. There's all this infighting to be like the first one and they finally figured out how to do it. Well, it's because I- everybody wants their patent to win so they can make yeah. the most money, right? Exactly. And then, but eventually some, some there has to be a standard and, you know, and the same thing happened with, you know, years later when we had HD DVD, which was basically Toshiba, and then we had Blu-ray, which was, uh, you know, Panasonic, Samsung, Sony, and then and then the movie studios were kind of split between the two. Yeah, no. HD DVD is actually a better technology because you could build it on the same production line as a DVD, and you could actually put a DVD on one side and the HD DVD on the other. So you'd only have to sell a single disc and you could actually hit people with both a legacy player and the new player, but ultimately Blu-ray won out. The other big advantage of Blu-ray is that you could actually do a second layer on it. So you could actually increase the density of the disc up to 50 gigabytes. That is why I love your brain, sir. I'm a giant nerd. I know a lot about this just because I used to sell the shit. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. I, yeah. I, I love hearing like the passion and like the history of like, yeah, you know what you're talking about. Like you could sell me, even if I wasn't into DVDs, sell me on that i'd be like yeah yeah and then the next and then and then the next big progression obviously from blu-ray and i mean from a from a resolution standpoint you go 480i on a dvd you go you go 1080p on a blu-ray and then you go to 4k blu-ray 
And I mean, the big advantage of 4K Blu-ray and the way they were able to put bigger files on that is just better MPEG-4 codecs. So you're basically doing better compression on that 50 gigabyte disk that already exists. I would love to get your uh, your opinions. Uh, I don't know if you mentioned it, uh, but 3D Blu-rays between the rise and fall of the 3D Blu-ray. Makar and I have had many yeah. lovely talks about i, I own so many blu-rays that have the 3d disc in there and it's hilarious and i used to i used to spend the extra like three or four bucks to get the 3d version when it would come out and i mean 3d was such a big thing i always and i mean i sold tvs at the time and i was always like i always thought it was fucking stupid um personally 3d if you're gonna watch a 3d movie you go to the movie theater to see it and i'll be honest i don't even like 3d movies because 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 the when you put the 3D glasses on, you actually like limit the lumens or the nits on the screen, and it's incredibly dark. And I actually think it degrades the quality of the imagery so much so that I actually don't enjoy the movie. Um, honestly, I, the only movie that's a standout for me that I really liked in 3D is Avatar, and that's Avatar. How do you Avatar, and Avatar? that's and that's literally the only. Well. Stupid internet. Well, ladies and gentlemen, that's when the internet kicks out on you. So we may have to clip out here for a second and pop back in. Example, Whoa, they've, go. they've gotten away from the glasses and strictly just screen and it's done wonders. Like I remember we'd go see IMAX and of course it's 3D. But now they got rid of the glasses, and I agree. Where the colors, everything is just way better. And well, remember when IMAX it would only be three D movies, and then they started one show a day would be the non three D. Yeah. I would go see that one. Without, a doubt. I think they actually found out that more people were going to that than the other ones, so they started kind of scaling them back. The other thing is with the three D, you actually need two separate cameras inside the movie theater. It's way more expensive. Those have to be perfectly aligned. It's it's such a more complicated setup. So I think it's just going to go the way that Dodo personally. Mm-hmm. I just uh, I just popped back in, guys. My internet decided to. And also with three D too, there was a fight because there was passive and there was active. So Samsung and Panasonic had active glasses. LG had passive glasses, and there was advantages and disadvantages of both. And then you'd have to like buy all these glasses for your whole fucking family because the mach- the unit only came with two pairs. Mm-hmm. Such a disaster. And it, it was expensive. Like it wasn't cheap. Even like buying the, I remember like the glasses were a hundred bucks a piece. Exactly. You'd go out look for Blu-rays, and you're right. Like you know the 3D. You you go to HMV and randomly it'd be a fifty-five dollars for this 3D Blu-ray, and it's I, they just never, there was never a good market for it. And no. we always talked about it. It's, it's just wasn't there. It's, you have to have, like you said, such a good setup and you can't even room. buy 3d Blu-ray players anymore. Yeah. Like so if your if your 3d Blu-ray player dies, it doesn't work like here in your dreams. Here's a, here's a, here's a, here's a Samsung Blu-ray player because they don't make these anymore. So I have two extra ones in my office for when my Blu-ray players die. That's the one I have. I have the same one. And um, and this doesn't play, this doesn't do 3D. <laughs> it's, you, guys, you guys are bringing up some interesting points here from both sides because Rob comes at this from a historical, professional, technical 
aspect. I mean, that's where he's rooted in it, right? So he's like, yeah, commissions and shit, and then I'll, you know, get, you know, reason <laughs> All he got from your entire yeah. historical, passionate yeah. lesson to us well, was commission. <laughs> It's all I'm pulling from that, really. Well, I did, but I did blank out for a couple minutes. So, like, when you went like deep in the paint there, I my internet just cut right out. So, um, I I popped back into Macar going fifty five dollars fucking three D glasses. <laughs> so I was is, like, oh, is, is that going to affect the recording? Your internet cutting out? Oh, totally. Yeah, but it's fine. That's the magic. Oh, okay. So, um, maybe we won't even edit it. Who fucking cares if it lines there was some up? Gold, there was some gold there when your internet failed. Oh, you yeah. guys might have recorded. I just lost. Uh, who knows? We'll find out. It'll be like a jack in the box. It'll be oh, like okay, sweet. Cracker Jack price. Oh, that's right. Because the Zoom records in the clouds. So we're cool. Yeah. No, we have backup for. Yeah. The, the one, so, uh, but I. So Rob. Bill Gates. <laughs> Rob got this from a from a perspective, professionally, where. Myron and Makar, you guys just come at this from being fucking nerds. Yeah, I mean, but even you're not though, wrong. No, like it, it's like you explain it uh, from a technical side, but even as from a collector side, like going to the store, you could still see these trends as as the like years passed, and you know it's crazy how much it's changed. Orkey's had a wild ride so far, but you know what? That's one thing we always talked about that. We both agreed that 3D wasn't going to stick around, but we are a believer that 4K will at least for a while. Well, 4K 4K is going to be the standard for a long time because yeah. because 8K is obviously the next is the next push, but 8K will never be on physical media. It will yeah, only be streaming. Yeah, and you know what? Like a little off topic, but like even a physical 4K disc opposed to 4K streaming, you'll never get the that 4K quality. disc is better exactly you'll never get that quality streaming no matter what your internet is it'll, it'll eventually get there but yeah. we're but we're still years away like i i mean um like the 4k version of the matrix i have is unreal if you've got a proper atmos setup the atmos soundtracks on fucking points and to your point you're never going to get that with the streaming because there's always a compression aspect yeah for sure until somebody yeah. comes out with like a title version you know like you don't know, like like title like the stream the music streaming service that's yeah. like flat quality basically um sony apparently is supposed to be releasing like a super high quality uncompressed video service that's coming out this year that's only going to be available on their tvs and stream their sony stuff i know exactly it's fucking annoying but um i don't know i'm i'm curious to see what it's going to be like i'm gonna i'm gonna pull us back in here for a second because we're just gonna keep ending up back with this because this is the underlying idea of where is dvd going like that's kind of where I kind of wanted to end up with it's this. It's going to be like vinyl. Yeah, no, it, it totally will be. So with vinyl account, like watching High Fidelity and looking at his fucking record collection, that's what your back wall looks like, Myron. That's the first thing that pops in my head. Um, so I want to get some stats out of the way here. Um, we, I'm sure, we're dudes. We all fucking know our number. So, Makar, how big is your, how big is your DVD? Yeah, uh, I did a count here. I think I have about uh, just over 900 physical, but it like some are collections and stuff. So I'm over a thousand, like movie wise. Cool. Uh, Rob, where are you? I am about 480. I was I I was at 900 a few years ago, and I really slimmed it down um, in my last move. I made some hard choices. Makara can be done. You can cut. I'm planning on probably cutting another hundred and hundred out of what I've got now, 
but then there's about another hundred movies that I that I'm missing that I want. You know who to talk to. Oh, I'll talk to you, boys. Don't worry. We'll take this <laughs> offline. Yeah, no, I just I realized I just made a virtual garage sale. I think that's just what what happened here. I love <laughs> sales. Myron is very good at that. He has contacts in the city of where to get Blu-rays from. So. <laughs> And Myron, uh, what's I feel your number's probably gonna double these double. Can, can I can I can can we do like a Price is Right prediction? Yeah, mine, yeah, yeah, yeah. mine is mine is seventeen oh one. Okay. okay. <laughs> no, go, go, keep going, keep going. I want to say you're at like twelve hundred. I'm gonna give it eleven seventy five. All right, so I have ten. I have a thousand eighty seven discs making up over 1200 titles wow wow so not the 1700 but i mean it, it does take up space you got time yeah. i feel what movie is it? i like I, I can see that you've got this lord of the rings in the oh background. that's it that's oh, essential yeah. okay. Hobbit, lord of the rings yeah. just him. a quick quick moment of that that's essential for any collector lord of the rings extended of- and hobbit it's a must. Yeah. And, and, and Star Wars, the Star Wars, you know. Yeah. Yep. yeah. All right. Seriously, we just hit 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 one of the buttons. So fucking let's strike. It I up. think everyone should have the Stanley Kubrick collection as well. Oh, it's it's pretty nice. I don't have. And it. um, I just got the Hitchcock one a couple years ago, and that one's the that awesome. One but nice. they just re-released it in a 4K version. I'm so pissed. Yeah. That's I, the problem with everything now. It's like you're probably like, yeah, Blu-ray, and then it's like, but wait. We have it in 4K now. But I will say that. And 4K Criterion. And 4K Criterion <laughs> with a 1.8K done system. <laughs> Special feature. But I will say, though, The Shining in 4K is fantastic. Oh, yeah. Worth the upgrade. And Well, and that's the thing. There actually is a place for 8K movies. And I'll explain why. Because 70 millimeter films comport perfectly to 8K. Right? So... Lawrence of Arabia, when they eventually convert that to an 8K, holy fuck is that thing going to be amazing. I still have yet to see that movie, but it's, yeah, I, I hear it's so long and it's one of those, it's like, okay, if you're going to sit, it's like Gone with the Wind. You know, it's a four hour movie. You got to sit You got to take some Adderall, it. man, and just fucking, you know, go through it. It's like, it's like that Kenneth Branagh version of Hamlet he made that's like yeah. five fucking hours. It's so good though. It's super good. It's like a, like oh, a fucking God. late 19th century Russian kind of fucking twist it's fantastic. on it. And the cast I, is like, well, I, I, I saw it in the theater back in the day and at the movie theater, they actually gave, there was a 15 minute intermission so you could take a piss. That's how long it was. Yeah. It's like four hours or something like that. It's crazy. That's, that's the one I watched in high school. Yeah. Me. Same. Yeah. Right. And I was like, who is this? Who is this dark Hamlet? Like also directed by him too. Yeah. You also have a really shitty English teacher because they were trying to eat up like five or six fucking <laughs> classes with one fucking movie. Like I fucking care. I was like, rock on, dude. Um, okay, so you we, You're like, how much weed can I smoke before English class? Totally. Uh so we know numbers with Myron leading the pack here. Uh how long has it taken Myron to get to where you are? Well, history lesson, um, which might hit one of your points. Uh, Makar is the one who got me into Blu-ray collecting. We've been collecting one of our friends, 2010, probably a couple years out of Tranda, so maybe like 2012, it's 2020, so nine years probably we've been collecting for. 
Okay. And, like seriously collecting. Yeah. And I, and for myself, I probably didn't even start collecting till like 2013, 2014, because Makar always had this like badass collection of like two, 300 movies. And I, I had maybe, I had my Harry Potters, I had the Lord of the Rings, uh, Star Wars, Avatar, because even if you don't like Avatar or you don't know you have it, everyone has Avatar. Yeah, sure. It's it's just the way it is. Everyone's got it. I had maybe like 40. I came across a photo the other day, Makar. It was crazy. It was this little, maybe like shelf this big of just 40 Blu-rays. And I'm like, oh my God, it started there. That's right. Yeah. Um, but to answer your question, yeah, I've probably been collecting seriously for about six years. I'll say several years. You know, you know, it's, you know, it's become a serious thing when you're like, fuck, I really need to figure out a proper shelving system. <laughs> oh, it, you know, where it's, it's not just like the dinky little shelf that you, that your that your mom bought you to store a bunch of shit in your room, but it's like, you got to get like the fucking system. Oh, it changes. I got three of these, the three over on that side from this person online for a hundred bucks, they're Ikea shelves. And then I ended up getting two of these smaller CD racks that I put into the Blu-rays and I got a new version of the bookshelf, which is now larger, which Makar got three of them um, because over time you just keep adding and adding and like they're all alphabetized, like the first three are Blu-ray, but then that section is all TV shows. And then in the middle is like TV shows plus the things I'm going to donate to one of the oh, entertainment. So shows. I respect you that you've separated TV shows and movies because that's the way mine is. Yeah, and it too. has to be alphabetized. I also keep, I have a limited amount of DVDs. Like I've got about 10 and they're in their own separate section yeah. too. Yeah, ex exactly. I got DVDs there with them. Underneath I have my superhero 4Ks or like I have all my Marvel movies, then all of the DC movies. But underneath that, Makar, I just filled it up. you have the MCU movies, are they alphabetized? Or are they in chronological order of how you should watch it? Chronological order. Not of how you should watch it, just chronological of the release. Okay. Uh, I That's how I put it. Me too. Uh, the 4Ks, I have all in alphabetical order. Full shelf now, Makar. I think I have like 50 4Ks now. Next 4K, I got to move down to another shelf. Uh, and then I have over 130 Disney movies that I don't... Maybe you can see at the far here. Of these these are all Disney movies on the two small shelves. Are you are you a parent? Am I a parent? No, but I kind of act like one all the time, even though I'm super immature. Okay, because you know what the funny thing is, like years ago when I was when I started collecting, because I, I started getting kind of serious around 2010 or so. I would purposely buy Pixar and Disney movies when they released on Blu-ray, because I'm like, one day I'm gonna watch these with my kid. Little did I know that Disney Plus was going to come out and it's way fucking easier. Well, it's so funny because Makar and I had that same conversation not about being the parent, but like we're collecting all these Disney Blu-rays because, you know, we just we're Disney nuts and we love Disney stories. Who doesn't? And uh, Disney Plus comes out and we're just like, well, fuck. <laughs> there, there's all of that. And it's just all on Disney now. Ten yeah. bucks a month. Yeah. But I mean, at the same time, it comes back to, you know, why I do it special features and a million other things but I'm yeah. sure family will come to that eventually um Rob I'm gonna just assume that since when you started as a young man at Future Shop that was when you really started collecting because you probably had yeah that. like I mean I started working at Future Shop in 2002 uh, um honestly I bought the odd movie back then but I was more of a heavy CD buyer I I still own about 10 I still own probably about five six 
about 5,000 CDs that I just can't part with. I do trust me. And like, it's like half of them are in like a couple of boxes here, right there. Um, but um, I think this is going to be the year where I go through and my plan was always to rip them to a hard drive and it never happened. <laughs> and then Spotify came out and I was like, why the fuck do I need to do that? But again, I mean, just like a 4K Blu-ray looks better than 4K streaming on Netflix, um, a fucking CD sounds a thousand times better than streaming it on Spotify. And I know this because I used to sell speakers and all the, all the guys that I worked with when I worked at Visions were like, why do you have CDs that you demo with? And I'm like, how much fucking audio did you sell this month? And it was... <laughs> Because it just, it, but it, it was crazy because the CD sounded better and it just, people were more impressed with it, you know? I don't know. That's just my two cents. And, and listen, man, Sting, everybody loves buying, speak, listening to Sting and buying speakers. It's, it's like, it's, it's like science. Fucking, that's a, that's his hard truth right there. That's right. The so, majestic voice. We've got, when did you start collecting? We've checked that off the list. We've got, how many do you have? We know. Martin's got the or Martin's got the biggest. Um, so obtaining this collection, and I mean, I, I I also would like to just say that this episode is brought to you by OCD, ladies and gentlemen. That we <laughs> have uh, brought to the episode today. All of the OCD it's brought to you by the Dewey Decimal System and librarians everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> no shit, this is for all you librarians who love accuracy, um, and I get it because. Like I, I have a, I have a minuscule record collection and it is organized a certain way. And I have collections of things that I have in a very certain way. And you know, it, it be, it's tactile. I get it. It's something that you can touch instead of buying a digital copy. It's something that represents how much you love film. Like it's, it's, it's to, to someone who loves handbags or to somebody who loves art. It is, it is meaningful in a way. It is shown off and it is curated and it is taken care of and it is treated with respect and it's put back in the box. It's not left around, you know, to, to oh. get scratches and shit. Like, you guys really, this is, these are your fucking babies. Um, so, how do you get them? Makar, where do you, like, are you pre COVID, pre not being able to go to the mall and enjoy a good, you know, afternoon expenditure? Yeah, I'd say it's like a good mix. Like, when I started, my collection we used to go to like black friday in the states all the time and i'd come home with like 50 blu-rays because they'd be going for like five bucks each so that's i think when it really started where i could buy in like bulk for like reasonable amounts and then slowly when we got to more like specific and collectible things i know online ebay was a big one i know martin and ice and i have searched around uh just like Kijiji and Marketplace, I know is big right now too. So, but uh, definitely started Black Friday for me, where I could really start buying in like bulk, if you will. Yeah, and like you can start putting a dent in what you're trying to collect. Yeah. I mean, the hockey collection, record collection, stamp collection, like DVDs. I feel have the ears collection. What was I that? Ears. Ears. Yeah. I mean, if you're Jeffrey Dahmer, you're collecting ears. But like, well, no, that was a Universal Soldier reference. Come on. Oh, you know, Lundgren's like, I'm all ears. And he's got like, never mind. I could only have so many bad 90s action heroes in my life. I chose Stallone. I didn't, I didn't go with the Van Damme, Dolph, Dolph Lundgren. That's how winning is done. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> uh, um, Rob, I take it you originally 
could start buying just um, you know what honestly for account, me or? for for me a big part of it was because i started buying a lot of dvds in the 2000s and for me it was buying the used dvds from rogers and blockbuster oh and okay so i would buy some brand new and then i would buy i would buy some used and then by the time i got to blu-rays though I was, I literally went to Best Buy every single Tuesday when the new movies launched. And I would go there because I didn't just want the new Blu-ray. I wanted the Steelbook version of that Blu-ray. And I knew if they only had, if they had 50 coming in, only 10 were Steelbook, I was getting that fucking Steelbook. And if I didn't, if I went to one Best Buy and they didn't have it, I'd drive to the other Best Buy and get it. Yeah, that's like us with slipcovers to a certain point as well. And, you know, for from a collectible standpoint, if you don't buy them right away, it's very hard to to get them. So I, I totally get that for sure. Then you're stuck getting a scalp. Well, it's not even that bad, but like for slipcovers, there's a lot of people on eBay who are going to milk you if you want a slipcover. Oh, for sure. So that's, is that like the, that's the jacket? That goes over yeah. the DVD. Is that what we're talking about here? Yeah, so exactly. I hate, that. I hate those things. <laughs> really? Okay. Yeah, I, so is it? Does that define purists? Where you want like the extra protection? Like, is that like, is that the uh, plastic sleeve for the comic book? <laughs> is that what that is? No, the plastic uh, sleeve for the comic book is different. Yeah, I, that's, that's different. More, Tell yeah, me, that's more different. protection. I would say, where like we have like half our collection would be all slip covers i think it just looks better on the shelf but that's just like personal, yeah. like you're fucking flexing over there i, yeah. I agree but like but that's true it's time, like the steel book though it's the same idea that exactly same yeah. thing as the steel book yeah okay. i was thinking about it the other week when i was looking at the collection when you were organizing all the stanley and i was like i saw photos of like other collections and some collections don't have any slip covers and it just looks so slick having you know, just the lines of blue and then all of the plastic. And then like, it just looks so sleek. It's and like, you look at mine, it's like, yeah, it's cool. But like, it's, it's so sporadic. Yeah. Steelbooks is a, is a whole, I did not like, want to jump here's, down. This is the, all the Harry Potter movies in Steelbook. Bruh. Okay. Show, <laughs> show people like I, I, if I could throw this up online after, cause I'm trying to play with the video now, what's Steelbook look like? Like bring it towards the lovely. So the Steelbook is instead of it being a plastic, it's a, it's an actual metal cover. Oh, and the Harry Potter ones are super nice too. Yeah, they are. Right? Do you have the Do you have the collectible tin that it comes with? Because they had an exclusive tin. No, no, I actually yeah. bought these individually as they came out. So each one exactly. of these ones has a different major character on the front, as opposed to the, uh, you know, as opposed to the you know movie poster. Yeah, that, that's a beautiful set. Myron, I've already called you Martin once. You didn't hear it though, so okay. I'm just being honest. <laughs> Myron, you guys want to show him what a sleeve looks like? I know what a fucking sleeve looks like. I was just pretending to be dumb and trying to make fun of you fuckers. Um, no, so Myron, wh- how, when did you start? Seriously, ooh, was that GI Joe? Argo. Same oh, thing. Argo. Okay, that's a gooder, man. Oh, it's yeah. great. Little Ben Affleck. Best and best last half an hour of any movie. I don't know about that. Wow, that is that is a that is a here's my thing with like off topic, but yeah. without that half an hour, that movie is shit in my opinion. D- disagree. I watched it again last month. It is so <laughs> much better 
than what how I remember, but that's that's a side conversation. But, but the ending, though, still, I'm sure you would say it's just epic. It's fantastic. It's it's, it's an awesome ending. Forty five minutes, just. You know what's so good about that movie too is that it's based on a true story. So the whole time you're thinking to yourself, you're like, this fucking happened. <laughs> I know, it's crazy. Uh, I mean, I'm assuming the real people weren't as handsome as everyone in that movie, but you know. <laughs> there was more involvement from other embassies. Like apparently the British embassy and the French had a, a lot to do with it, but that's... that's no, man, Canada's it. getting all the cred. Yeah, no, dude, we, we, we're on... We're in the history books on that one, in my opinion. Uh, bringing us back into the fold here, uh, Myron. What was your means of finding? Were you garage sailing? Were you like when you really start? Because it goes like one day you're like, okay, I guess I have enough to fucking start collecting. Like I, I don't look like an idiot anymore with like a tiny shelf. Yeah. Like, <laughs> no, because like, that's what it is. Like, seriously, like you know, I I, collection like, is four shelves minimum. Is that the rule? Okay. I don't know. You guys tell me. <laughs> I'm just making shit up. I don't have. I I have a lot of content that I'm ashamed of obtaining. That's about as far as I want to get into that conversation. I mean, it's it's all legal content. Well, it's illegally obtained, but um, that's where all my stuff exists. And because I don't have a seat at the table here, so to speak, I'm just the table itself. Um, I don't understand because I don't have the wall to look at. I don't have any of that stuff. So by like, I I, I imagine the religion of the purchase and the search. Is it like drugs where like there's like, you know, there's there's like a ritual you have when you go? Oh, yeah. after? Well, yeah, it was like when I said I would go every Tuesday. That was my ritual. And I mean, I think Makar and Myron, you guys both said in a in our chat before the show, you guys have an app that you use to track it. Why don't you talk about that? Yeah. yeah. Um, so it's called my literally it's, it's just a cataloging app. Uh, you can scan the barcodes all the users are constantly updating it with the covers, the stats from it. And pretty much you can add friends through Facebook on it. Uh, and yeah. what Makar and I, yeah, it's, it's really called good. my movies three. Sweet. Um, Shout out to my movies three. This started because actually this will, this will all work in to answer both of your questions. Perfect. So uh, Stanley, how it started for me, uh, because I have a very terribly addictive personality at times. And once I kind of, you know, I, I got the Harry Potters and I had so much fun, like for, for whatever reason, when I bought my first set of Harry Potters, uh, I wanted the Blu-ray DVD copies, like, because the, they came out with Blu-ray digital copies, but the first prints of the Blu-rays came with DVDs. I'm like, I want the first run of the Harry Potter DVDs or Blu-rays. Yeah. So like individually buying all of those. And I'm like, this is so much fun. I can't afford this, but this is fun. (laughs) Uh, and then like. Every now and then, seeing like the odd movie on Kijiji, um, and I'm like, oh my, this dude's selling it for eight bucks. Like, sure, fuck it, why not? But then, what really was like the drug that pulled me in was moving sales. Um, <laughs> oh, nice. See, and that became my target after a while. And I would just look for garage sales and moving sales and look to see if they sold Blu rays and DVDs. Because a lot of the time, what I found is older people middle-aged people would list blu-rays just as dvds they wouldn't actually have dvds they'd have blu-rays oh, you, but they'd be listed as DVDs. you would take advantage of old people wouldn't you <laughs> I, you do what you gotta do fucking boomers man <laughs> fucking boomers it's funny because i i remember because myron one day had 40 two days later he had 500 because <laughs> because of these moving sales and it was just like one extreme to the next and i know 
there was a segment it was like one month where i just i could not it was so so financially terrible uh there was like three huge moving sales and it started because this one dude he was like oh here's here's a box of blu-rays and like on facebook marketplace and Gigi, when you see a box of blues you're just like i am going to click the shit out of that picture i'm going to zoom in and i'm going to see what i do not have uh at, at first it started off innocently innocently enough being like okay where are the movies that i like right you want to get those first because you're like i want to own this just because they're movies that mean something to me right um and some dude would be like okay well here's my entire it's it's this giant tote bin and he's like two hundred dollars is the entire thing and i'm like two hundred dollars i can't afford that like he's like well i'm not piecing it out individually so i'm humming and hawing and i'm talking to my car and i'm looking up a couple other prices and i'm like yeah fuck it why not i'm young and stupid so I'll go and I'll buy the set of, of movies and I'll come back. Uh, I'll have such a blast making a night out of it, like writing them down. Like, so I had my own little list and putting them on my dinky little shelf and being like, ah, I'm catching up to my car now. <laughs> Next day comes around. There's another person who is just like, oh, shit, little Blu-rays, moving sale. And I'm like, oh, really? <laughs> so I call this guy up. I go check out his place and he's like, okay, well, here are the, the five, six movies that you wanted. Because, you know, I was like, I only want the five or six and being conservative with myself, very smart. And he's like, well, why don't you come over and, you know, in my basement, I got a lot more that I haven't packed away yet. Uh, check them out if you want. And I'm like, okay, why is this couldn't hurt? Why not? So yeah, stranger's basement. What could go wrong? Yeah, right. I go in, the, no, but I go in this dude's basement and with, without even seeing, uh, everything he had in another shelf um he was like i'm looking to get rid of all these and i just do a quick glance i see a bunch of little shiny gems and i'm like money 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 and i'm like i'm not even thinking about this straight and i'm like how much are you asking for the entire lot he's like uh, i don't know i haven't i haven't thought about it much i'm like i'll give you 200 bucks for it just thinking about what i did a week ago i'm like 200 bucks for this entire lot and he's like yeah fucking why not packs everything up and i'm just like yes i'm rich and like i'm i'm so pumped even though i'm so broke load it all up this dude has got collector's edition he's got a 25th anniversary of the goonies in this giant beautiful box like it's huge it's massive it comes with a board game built like it, it, it's it's a board game the dvd the special features it's insane and i'm like this thing that was probably $70 when he bought it. Oh, okay. Yeah, exactly. Then he's got another one. <laughs> Planet of the Apes collection. It's like a large version of the Star Wars where it's like a giant book inside. It comes with all the discs, a huge timeline, and then a making of book inside. It was just the most incredible thing. I'm like, I haven't even watched all these, but hell yeah, because I'm just buying, 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 buying. <laughs> And You're like fucking Pac-Man. Yeah, exactly. And <laughs> by this point, I'm having such a thrill just being like, yeah, I'm collecting movies now. Hey, Makar, what's your count at? Oh, I don't fucking care. <laughs> <laughs> Do you think you would have gotten into the collecting as much if, if Makar hadn't had that bigger collection from the get-go? Was that the catalyst? You know, I want to honestly say no, but at the same time, I feel like I'm kind of like, yeah, I want to be good at something in my life. Top Macar off of collecting Blu-rays. Okay. Um, but then, so moving, moving sales and garage sales were like the thing for maybe like one or two years on top of like the individuals on Kijiji. 
um, you know, before when HMV was a thing, before Sunrise, you know, McCarr and I would go there. Um, but then how maybe, what, four or five years we've been doing this? Uh, so McCarr and I don't buy Christmas presents for each other anymore. We do what we've labeled the Great Blu-ray Exchange. And we'll set a limit. And what we do is we buy as many Blu-rays as we can for the other person and then wrap them all up. And then our Christmas gifts to each other, we'll set a limit on how much you can spend. It's just like opening movies for the, like, be like, okay, McCarr got me eight movies or, you know, he got me this brand new movie, but you know, three other two for twenties kind of thing. Right. And the first year we did that, uh, we were like, all right, our, our limit's going to be a hundred bucks. And so, you know, a couple of weeks go by and McCarr's like, Hey man, uh you think we could go up to like 150 bucks i might have always <laughs> I don't feel like you have to i'm like yeah okay cool 150 bucks it is and then you start buying more and you're like okay well mccart doesn't have this and this and it's like hey mccart uh i know it's crazy how would you feel about a 200 <laughs> and he's like fuck it why not let's do it that first year we had a 250 dollar limit for yeah. blu-rays <laughs> and you know what we always we always joke like myron and i we aren't allowed to go shopping together or anything. And that is because of Blu-rays. It's because of Blu-rays. <laughs> because, because like, we're always like, we, sh- we should go stop at H&B or Sunrise, you know? Like, fuck it. like, let's check out what they got. And we're like, no, we are going to walk away with something. And we have been like, in the past couple of years, I think we've been pre-COVID. We've been like, you know, we've shown more restraint frequently. Mm-hmm. Uh, but at the same time, it's very hard not to. Uh, also, shout out to Entertainment Exchange at Grant Park. Uh, shopping mall that guy chris i believe his name is he's got the most insane always incoming outcoming collection of blu-rays and 4ks ridiculously cheap price most of the time we go there so frequently um does that answer any or all of your questions dude that was great <laughs> dude that was that was absolutely that was perfect because like there is it's not just this cold thing Right, like you guys get fucking excited. I can't even imagine you on eBay. I would never give you a fucking credit card. Between. Oh god. Oh, okay. And the one last interjection with the yeah. app. Yeah. Because of the the Christmas exchange, it gets harder and harder every year to buy Blu-rays for this freaking kid, uh, and vice versa. Because our collections are just like every year we're probably getting like let's think realistically 30, 40 movies maybe every year. Uh, and it's growing and we're like what the hell do we get this person how do we even know what they have anymore so you're gonna have to get into weird checks you're gonna have to get into weird like italian and french cinema and like eastern europe eastern europe stuff yeah eastern Um, european block shit it'll be like that simpsons where the crusty show loses um um itchy and scratchy and then they have like that russian fucking So, I'm saying uh, that was the birth of that app for us. Well, you know what the funny thing is, I used to use that app when I had an iPhone, and the reason I used it was because I kept I kept buying movies that I already owned. <laughs> it's a problem, and because of Macar, I never went on eBay. I was always like scared of eBay from the. It's just this big wide world. Like you're, it's now the world's marketplace, right? And Macar's like, ah, oh, it's fun. It's simple. It's safe. I can do all my hockey card trading and selling and. You know, I got this Blu-ray for a steal of a deal. And so one day I started looking on it and I'm like, oh my God, it's, it, they have this version, but this dude has the same version. 
and it's got a slip cover and it's two dollars cheaper and now it's like even though it's a 70 dollars movie which no one should be paying money for you're like but this dude's selling it cheaper i should do it it's like a fucking rabbit hole man it's such a rabbit hole. but but recently within the past couple years i think i've been very much more responsible i won't say i've been completely responsible I've been because you have 1200 movies though that's why you've <laughs> yeah. gotten to this plateau yeah. place that's very true um every time now i look online and it's just like oh blu-ray collection i'm like yeah i own literally seven eighths of your entire collection i <laughs> i i know this is going to be hard to answer and uh but you gotta pick one because i know you're not supposed to have a favorite child I don't have kids, but I hear that if you have two children, you're not supposed to pick a favorite. You want us to pick a favorite movie? I want you to pick a gem. I'm not saying it's okay. Like something unique. So, so is, is I this want... your favorite movie or no, 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 no. Hang on here. So, what it is is I want a gem from a collection. I don't want your favorite movie in your collection. That's dumb conversation. I want a gem. I want and and something that like just a little quick anecdote about how it came to be in your possession. Right, like, what's the physic? What's the personal? Oh, like you're, you're, you pause there. What'd you say? Oh, I said, what's the personal? Like, what's your personal attachment to this? Like, how? Sure, do- I've got mine all ready to go. All right, go I got first. like, I got like six, but. Yeah, you're gonna have to stream it down, buddy. Like, because like, we can do deep cuts. Okay, I'll give you a good one. A good one. <clears throat> do you want me to go first, and that'll give these guys a minute to? Uh, let's let's let Macar go first here. Right? He's uh, he's chomping. Okay. Oh, he's ready to go. He's got all six all stacked out there. Yes. Okay, so. technically, it's a collection. I know uh, what this is, and it's mine, too. Collection's cool, man. That's, 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 that counts. I think it might be a yeah. different one, Myron. Yeah. No. I know it probably which, is, I, then. I, yeah, I think I know which one you're going to do. But uh, uh, big into, like, old classic books, and I think this is how I got into it, but the uh, Universal Monster uh, collection. So these movies Uh-oh. are from, like, Anywhere from Frankenstein 1931 to about the mid 50s, uh, like classic. Yes. This is where like horror started. I'm not a huge horror fan. You have some, but, uh, just, just the, the characters and the uh, story is just fantastic. Yeah, so I, I think this would be my gem. Yeah, you have Lon Chaney in that series, don't you? Uh, you know what? I don't. He's not in this one. So he is in a few different versions, like. He is in the 1925 version of Phantom of the Opera. Yep. This one's from the 50s, but uh, I've seen it and it's fantastic too. But same, like same characters. But yeah, I I would say that's definitely one of one of many gems. Okay, Rob, what's yours? So mine is actually not a Blu-ray. It's actually a DVD, but that's because it's not available on Blu-ray. I don't know if you guys have ever seen this movie. It's by a guy named uh, Ralph Bakshi, and it's called Wizards. And it's it's a it's a cartoon movie, and it's very cool. It's, it takes place kind of in the future where civilization has crumbled, and there's basically magic and goblins and elves and fairies and stuff like that. And I remember watching this when I was a kid with my dad and I loved this movie. And we had it like dubbed onto like a VHS tape that we would watch over and over and stuff. And uh this is my one of my unique gems. So it's like <clears throat> okay. All right. I love like cuz Macargo's classic and you go some attached to you personally. 
Yeah, so this came out in like the late 70s, early 80s, I think. I can't remember. Okay. Uh, Myron, what's uh, what's a gem? 77, this came out. Okay, so yeah, I I love those old school animation, like the, the, the Lord of the Rings cartoon, The Hobbit. Oh, that yeah. era. Love it. So and I that's what this that's this is from that kind of era and it's yeah, got kind of my watch list. Yeah. Um Makar, you probably have it on standby, so you can be my little hand model for it because mine is at my parents' place. Uh but the Harry Potter Hogwarts collection. Ooh. Ooh. So get it ready. <laughs> I, I knew Makar would have it. So he he actually got it first, and I was like, because before this version was available, um, they had this extremely overpriced but giant collector's oh, like box it's like a suitcase where they would have different drawers and little traps where you'd have different Fuck. trinkets or art books or whatnot uh but it was way i'm not going to spend 400 500 on a on a collection set i wouldn't know where to put it i wouldn't know what to do with it but then makar saw that they created this edition and uh he got it for christmas or something one year and I was like, this is brilliant. This is exactly what I want. It has all of the special features. Um, there's a special doc series that we're watching that's literally not the special features included in the regular editions. It's a separate doc series uh, that's an hour and a half each maybe per, and there's about eight installments of it. Uh, and it just goes like deep into the behind the scenes, like the cast stories, as opposed to like, oh, this is how we made a hippogriff. It's like, no, no. This is our, our thought process into all of the creatures, into all of the mad. Like it's it, it's it's brilliant. And uh, Harry Potter is. I am one of those nerds that it's like diehard Harry Potter fan. Movies are the reason. Those movies are the reasons yeah. I got into filmmaking. So um, I, I totally I totally get it. I've I've been to Harry Potter World. I, I have too, and it was really depressing because I was by myself. Oh God, um, horrible. <laughs> <laughs> How many wands do you own, Myron? Uh, only one, but because it was a gift. Okay. Um, when I went to LA and I went to the Harry Potter world, uh, it was cool seeing like Hogwarts and Hogsmeade, but the, the same time, like I'm not an amusement park person as it is. I'm more of a water park guy or just like sit back and watch other people have fun for that. Like I don't do heights well or, you know, stomach up to my chest kind of thing. Uh, but I'm like, fuck it, it's Harry Potter world. I'm going to, I'm going to experience all this. And I ended up downing a butterbeer because it was so delicious. And then I went on this ride where they'd strap you in and pretty much it's like a roller coaster ride, except that it's a 360 degree of like oh, yeah. you're going through the, the events of the movies in like 12 minutes or something. And there's the mentors coming in front of you and you're getting jerked side to side. And the last five minutes I had to just close my eyes and breathe. So I'm like, I'm going to puke. I'm going to puke. <laughs> no dude i did i did the simpsons ride that's like that and i i totally know what you're experiencing yeah you bring so, up you bring up a a really interesting point about the special features and the bonus features and the behind the scenes footage and i feel that that that's one of the best ideas to like an add-on you know like an added value to something because you're paying a lot of money for, for this. <laughs> what was that? So what he was saying, it's the best add-on. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> but it, it it it's an added value to something that like for twenty bucks, you're like, I just get a movie. But like all of these behind the scenes features and whatnot, it seems is that your favorite behind the scenes series 
Myron? Is the Harry Potter one, or is there another special features that you know? And, and like, just for time, unless you guys want to go hard in the paint, we can. But um, what's one special feature series that was just like fuck this? Just because it changes how you watch the movie after you find out what's in the recipe and you get to see how they made stuff. And for the curious mind, like we all are finding out how they do the shit we love that tricks us into being like, how the fuck they do that is super cool. And pulling the curtain cutting out. It's so great. Am I? I... (laughs) Your internet keeps cutting out. Yeah. Hang on. I'm going to go. I think I know what the problem is here. Uh, Shauna might be streaming something in the other room. So uh, this is the fun of of podcasting from home is that if your internet connection sucks, well, that's it, guys. Hang on one sec. Talk amongst yourselves, though. Don't stop for me. We just hear him going off screen. It gets quiet, and then, Stanley, no! (laughs) You know what? I was was looking at my collection, and I forgot I have this. I I, I don't know where the movie went, but have you guys ever heard of this McConaughey movie called Tiptoes? Oh, my God. Okay. I've heard about the it. The first time somebody showed me a trailer, I was like, this is fake. It can be real. It's so, it, so <laughs> right? real. And it has Gary Oldman and it has Matthew McConaughey. Dinklage. And and uh who's the who's the um uh Kate Beckinsale is the other one. You yeah. know how and like, it's so ridiculous. You know how like in the holiday Jack Black is or no, sorry, Cameron Diaz is someone who makes trailers, and yeah. there's a trailer inside the movie. Yeah, that trailer totally. is like it's supposed to be inside a movie as like a joke or something. Fake. Yeah, what a great way to put that. That is exactly that's what that is. totally true, man. So, Mike, we were just talking about this movie called Tiptoes with Matthew McConaughey and Gary Oldman and Kate, Kate Beckinsale. When Peter Dinklage? When the fuck was this made? Two thousand three. Early two thousands. Two thousand three. I just looked it up on IMDb. And it's basically a movie about this guy meets this girl, but he's bringing them all, he's bringing his girlfriend home to meet his relatives, but they're all little people. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) I'd watch that shit for sure. And it didn't, it didn't end up in the theater. And I mean, like, these are like A-list actors at the time. And it didn't, it went straight to video. Straight to DVD. <laughs> we got to add that to one of our late night watches. Soon. Like, yeah, you, honestly, before you watch the movie, though, watch the trailer because you're yeah. just gonna be like, yeah. "What the fuck?" It's a piece of work in itself. Totally. Yeah. Am I am I coming in good now? Is everything? Oh yeah, you're good. Yeah, you're you're good. good. Okay. All right. So did you did you get any of what I was saying, or did ever did it all just cut out? But good. let's start from the beginning for what you were saying for the sake okay. Of- no, I'll, I'll I'll trim it down because I was all getting all preachy and shit. Um. I uh, I was just going to say special features, bonuses, and all the extra side stuff that you get for when you spend 20, 30 bucks on, on something, right? You're like, I, it's a great add-on. And I think you guys heard me say that, and then that was about where we got out. Well, you basically asked, like, what what what's our favorite thing about the special features well, that uh, yeah. really draws us in and makes us watch them, right? Yeah, Is that what you're yeah. asking? That's exactly what I'm asking. Okay, you caught that much, great. So, yeah, just basically what special feature do you really fucking love and why are they so crucial to a good DVD? Yeah, we, we caught all that, but then I think you went off on a tangent. Yep, and, as always. And that's the part that where you froze. Okay, well, good, because it was useless. I got preachy. Is, like, is he just trolling us? <laughs> no. <laughs> he totally froze again. He's actually just posing like this, screwing with us. <laughs> I love it. So, Mike, who do you want us to go first? Uh, about our uh, uh, now, now that I'm coming in clear, uh, Makar, you go first. 
Okay, so I I wouldn't say that uh, it may not be the best uh, bonus features, but it probably sticks with me the most because it really shows like the journey of the films. And I just told Myron about this, the extended edition Hobbit bonus features that are like, there's like nine hours, or I don't know, like six or seven hours of bonus feature per film. But it it's fantastic. Like the the way they kind of show through Peter Jackson, like what his day looks like and all the people involved it, like really, uh, like if you're any sort of film fan, like that that's what it's about. And, but like, I know Martin and I have always talked about it as well with streaming i think that's one thing they've always struggled at with yeah and that's where you get the big difference with the actual physical disc or not yeah but i do want to give a shout out to disney plus because i feel like they're one streaming service who have actually tried to take steps at adding special features in their category and they've definitely done it so you know what's a good thing you know what's a good thing about disney plus too is that sometimes they'll launch a blu-ray disc and there's actually a there's a glitch in it or a mistake, or the, something in the audio soundtrack doesn't work properly, and that can get fixed in the streaming. That's one advantage of the streaming. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, but yeah, for sure. Like yeah. the first, the very first Blu-ray version of the Fifth Element, fucking sucks. So if you've got the first gen Fifth Element, watch that on a on a TV. It looks like dog shit. But then the second version that came out is fucking perfect. Not the best. Not but yeah, best. definitely, I would go with the Hobbit though. It's it's fantastic and it's a it's really a journey like it's what 15 hours of bonus features 20 hours but it's fantastic like it really is i've never watched all of it i've watched the lord of the rings one but never the hobbit one um rob what's what's your special feature du jour um i mean i love watching deleted scenes from comedies especially like like you know some of the classic ones but shit uh, yeah 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 but i really like the i like turning the commentary on (laughs) <laughs> commentary soundtrack yeah. on um i think one of my favorite commentaries to watch is fight club and it's basically uh david fincher um uh edward norton brad pitt and uh helena bonham carter and they're basically just talking over the movie and it's so awesome and it gave me so much more introspection into the film and then when after 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 watching it that way and then watching the movie again it's like you're seeing it from a different guise or different perspective. Yeah, no, I totally get it. Like, that's kind of what I wanted to do. Like, we've been talking about this recently, about doing commentaries with the show and whatnot. And just, like, talking with people about a movie over a movie was such a genius idea for Blu-rays because it, it you're right, it gives you a... Well, it's actually a, started in DVDs, but Blu-rays, I think, have yeah. taken it to the next level. Yeah, uh, on the on the disc in general. Uh, processing. Processing. Oh, is it doing it again? Dude, you're doing it again. You need better internet, bro. I don't. I don't know. what's I. You guys are coming in fine. Well, I know because we have good internet. Well, I don't Shaw, know. <laughs> Shaw, 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 Shaw. <laughs> okay. Well, hopefully you can hear me now. Um, no, we're good. We're good. We're good. Okay. I was. I'm not trolling you. I'm done with the fucking <laughs> freezing shit. Like it's. I don't know. It's yeah. I can't really. I. I don't know. Anyways, um, Myron, what's your uh, what's your special feature? Not, well, not in, wait a minute that sounds funny uh what's, <laughs> what's your special feature myron uh well because i can never give a straight up answer ever uh, i have like a little abc um to, to bounce off makar and rob 
yeah, the Lord of the Rings and the Hobbit appendices. Uh, that that's what they're called, uh, the appendices. So they have their regular bonus features at the end. Uh, you have the movie, then you have like you know your two three hours of bonus features. Um, but then there's the extra discs that come with, like Makar said, it's four and a half hours worth of bonus features per disc, and there are six discs for every trilogy. They are called the appendices, not the special features. <laughs> uh, but so it, it, yeah, I've just been watching the Hobbit ones recently and it, it's just so much fun, even not from a film perspective. Like there's so much I can relate to from that. Like that's my world just like on a bigger budget. Um, but it, it's just, some of the stories are so entertaining and you just see these families just talking about their lives and how they make stories and, it's it's just such a pleasure getting a taste of that world uh so that's the honorable mention uh but in yeah it, for me I, I gotta i gotta go back to harry potter that that's what wrote me into you know who i am uh we had I mean, we still have like the dvd versions on uh on dvd my parents bought them and i watched the first three movies so much and i just kept going through the dvds uh, the special features because as a kid, when you're watching it, if it's done right, they have interactive menus and they have games that don't load properly because of the shitty remote response time. <laughs> like, yeah. but you still want to, you want to get the most, you're like, this is a Harry Potter game on my TV. No one's doing this. And you're just having a blast with it. Right. But then to see, you know, how they make Hagrid's hut or how they, in the Weasley's house at the borough, how they have the pot stirring and it's all ro roboticized or whatever the, the proper word is. That, that, that blew my mind on seeing how they literally make magic on screen. And so I ate all of those up and that's kind of just like grown into, you know, this. Totally. It, it, and when I watch movies now, I'll watch the movie. And the first thing I'll do is like, okay, I should be going to bed, but like, okay, they have special features. Here's another hour. Let's watch all the goods because I just want a taste of the humans behind the characters, behind the story. Uh, and then on, on your point with the commentary, because like I said, I don't give a straight answer. Um, on my last car I had, I bought a touchscreen deck player uh, that also I made sure had a DVD player inside of it. Uh, now you're not legally, you're supposed to have it wired so that you can only watch the DVD when your e-brake is active, right? But I was like, hey, mechanic friend, uh, who I won't name, if you could do me a flavor and just bypass that, that'd be grand. And it's not that I would watch movies while driving, uh -huh. uh, but what I, <laughs> no, I'm not a complete moron. Uh, but what I would do is I was like, this is a great opportunity to just like nerd myself out. And I went and bought DVDs from movies that I would like in like a Walmart grab bin. And I have, I think the six of them, like Goodwill Hunting, Finding Neverland, Hot Fuzz, Everest, um movies like that movie. yeah oh it's great and basically i would make sure that they have a commentary track on it and then i'd keep a little disc uh container in my glove box of dvds that had commentaries and so on long drives like when they had dolphins ukrainian festival it's like a three four hour drive uh i would pop in two movies and just listen to commentaries while i'm driving yeah, and, I mean, it's no different than like putting a YouTube video on on your and listening yeah, to. And that's exactly it. It's like I I know like I've seen these movies. I'm not watch I'm not watching this to watch the movie. Like I know what happens. I'm just I want to hear 
you know, when you hear the audio going on, it's kind of like an audiobook. It's super immersive. You know, because you've been there, you've heard the events, you know what the plot have, is happening. You already but have the have, picture in your head. Yeah, exactly. And then so just having the director or the cast, the producers, the writers, whoever they bring on to be like, oh yeah, in, in this section of Everest when we had the, the helicopter pilot. Uh, oh, it's frozen. Oh, you're good now. I'm not frozen. I'm coming in fine. I fucking <laughs> hate Zoom. Go on. Oh, uh, yeah. The last little tidbit I'll say about the Everest one that really stood out for me is like um, the helicopter pilot on the actual Everest expedition that picked up those, those hikers that were stranded on the mountain is the same pilot that they used in the movie. Um, oh, and it's just, yeah, little, little things like that. I'm just like, that's so freaking cool because then it's just like, you're like, oh yeah, that was a human being who had an aspect to the story that you just didn't think. He was just literally a guy driving the, the helicopter. And you hear that and you're like, oh yeah, that dude literally saved these people's lives. And like, it, he, he's just there. And it's just little stories about how other real humans have had little play or they were recognized or they were brought into productions. Uh, it, it just makes me happy because that's, you know, nothing makes me happier than working on a film set and having people... Uh, just love what they're doing, loving being on set, or you have extras, or, you know, we're, we're renting someone's house, and then they'll bring the family to set, and they'll just, they'll be so floored, they'll be like, oh my god, you guys are using our house for a movie set, we don't know that you're going to trash it within three days time, but we're so happy you're here. Like, <laughs> no, it's, I, sorry I, for the tangent, but. So that's a oh. pro tip, don't rent yeah. your house out to a movie? <laughs> uh, Negotiate better. Fix that part? <laughs> no, 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 it's, <clears throat> Look, Mike froze again. <laughs> fucking hate. I hate this game. Quit. I, quit. I hope this does. I hope the video, the audio record still keeps recording with us. Me it too. Is. I can hear you guys loud and clear. So the video, like, the video is just a guide for us. But, like, I mean, if you, I just, I can't stay straight when you're like, look, he's frozen because I can still see you. <laughs> oh, so you're frozen, but you can still see us moving around and stuff? I guess so. I don't think I'm frozen. Like, I'm looking at myself. Whatever. Fuck the dude, good man no dude this is this is this is the covid reality zoom freezing and i know it's just it's so much fun when i listen to it on another show because i'm like oh we're all going through the same problems it's all the same shit so whatever i think we're four weeks away from doing to uh together fucking podcast again maybe maybe eight you're an optimist well because i mean <laughs> like when you do this thing one way and then you go this route then i mean then people stop listening when you start talking about your fucking podcast problems but whatever um when you go from one to the other you got to learn a whole bunch of new shit all over again but it's not and it just works better when you're in the same room instead of you know reaching through the virtual living room that we're in um i, I really hope that rob that you're right within like four weeks five weeks you know one to two months that this is something people can you know what they Three weeks ago, I was telling everyone that retail was opening third week of January, and it fucking opened. Yeah, no, Rob's, oh. Rob's a, a susan. I'm an optimist. I'm a seer, man. The optimistic seer. There's a new uh, Twitter handle. We're a, we're a couple. We're almost like we did the whole fucking list. Which I'm we're almost. So, like, yeah, yeah I think well, yeah, we, got, we got a little bit left here, so. Let's uh let's bring this fucker home here. So we've kind of got we've gone through this Put a little Celine Dion track with him singing right now. Oh yeah, okay. Now you guys, you see, you guys are frozen, but I still hear you. I I can see what you're seeing. Okay, all right. It's I'm picking up what's what's coming off the other side of this. Uh, so we've gone through the special features. Um, do you find that you're streaming more than you're watching your DVDs, or do you still pop in a DVD now and again? 
I stream more than I watch DVDs. Okay. Makar? I'd say I'm like half half or like 60 40. Really? So what the ones that you do watch? Um, the ones that you the ones that you do watch, do you are they are they newer? Are they older? Is there some sort of nostalgic attached to that? Or are you just like fuck whatever, let's watch a DVD? No, it's probably some of my favorites I stick with. Like I'm a big fan of either like indie films or like anything eighties. There's so many like fantastic movies from the eighties that uh I'll I'll watch over and over. Like I'm I still go back to Back to the Future all the time. Still Yeah, no. Still number one movie. Like I'll I could watch it every day. Oh dude, every anytime Back to the Future or Indiana Jones is on TV or I pops up, I just watch it. Yeah. Yeah, so it's a it's a it's a everything stopper. Back in time. <laughs> um so uh Huey Lewis in the news, baby. Yeah. Myron. What about you? Goonies is another one that I can watch like nine million fucking yeah, times. I'm so I'm so glad I'm so glad that Myron showed us like that special box set. You guys got. I'm 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 not I'm like you think I'm frozen. I'm just waiting for you to not be frozen. That's the funny thing. This that that. So when you think I'm frozen, I'm really just sitting still. Like I'm not. I'm not frozen, but you can't tell the difference because apparently I sit very fucking still. Anyways, uh, <laughs> you need a twitch. I need it. Yeah, totally. Uh, where were we? What were we fucking laughing at? Besides me frozen on on the screen. We were talking about Huey Lewis in the news and how Back to the Future is fucking rad as fuck. Oh, okay, yeah. And then I was gonna ask Myron, do you still watch DVDs or are you are you streaming? Streaming. So again, because I don't give straight answers, um, because <laughs> here comes another run-on sentence. You want another thirty minutes added on? Here we go. Uh, because I bought Blu-rays in bulk back in the day. Um, <laughs> I don't. I don't know what's happening. As soon as I move, it messes with everything. Anyways, back in the oh, day, sorry. you were saying I, I won't troll. Um, because I bought so many Blu-rays in bulk, there was a lot of movies that I had no like what they were. I just logged them. I'm like, all right, well, I'm getting them for free. And so even now, like Black Sea, I only know I have that because I've seen it for the amount of times I've like alphabetized it. But, like I've still never seen yeah. it. And there's so many movies. I've probably only seen about two thirds of the movies I own. Um, good though man two-thirds is pretty yeah yeah it's not bad but every now and then i'm like okay like recently you i used to be really not bad but i used to only like rewatch movies that i love because you know but uh recently i just really want to start watching new movies i want to see what else is there what haven't i seen from you know 70s 80s 90s you know like you guys have been saying some french cinema i've said has i've had some friends introduce me to movies like amelie um you know cinema paradiso 10 out of 10 one of my favorite movies now uh italian film i don't know if you've heard it if you haven't uh watched it watch it it's absolutely brilliant um but basically there's there's so many movies that i have yet to see that i own and i'm kind of going through a not a phase because it's failing but like where i'm limiting what i buy because i want to i want to finish the books on my bookshelf before buying more books i want to finish oh, watching yeah. the movies yeah. 
before buying more movies. Same with games. Even though movies, it's kind of hard. It's a little harder. Um, but with streaming, I I mostly watch TV shows unless they're like new movies. Like if it's award show movies, I, I try to watch as many award show things sure, as yeah. possible before or, that. Or like maybe like a Netflix exclusive launch. For- yeah, exactly. Things like that that like really stick out. Um, you know, that's when I'll go to streaming. But when it comes to movies, if there's nothing that I'll, I'll see on my watch list that I'm dying to see on the streams, I'll be like, okay, like what can I watch that I own? I'm waiting for AM. I'm waiting for Netflix to buy AMC. Man, something like that's going to happen soon. Totally. Or, there's there's going to be studio because they already revoked the whole Paramount 1927 uh, Studios Can Own Theaters Act, the Paramount Act, I think it was called or something. So my only issue with that though is, is like from an anti competition, is that certain movies get blocked out. So I'm hoping okay. that I'm hoping there's gonna, there's going to be a stipulation in there that prevents that from happening from an anti competition I- standpoint. I think there will be a middle ground when 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 that time does come. I think there there will be that middle ground that will be found because the indies are just as important as the big the big ones, if not more, Fuck because yeah. that's how you get. I don't know. I'm just talking on my ass here, but that, no, in no, my perspective, no. that's how you get all the film lovers. Like it's one thing to have the entertainment, like as Scorsese says, you know, the Cineplex movies, um, but it's the indie movies that are little gems that you'll find here or there, or you know. Grant Park only plays them for two weeks or the ones that were only made for less than $10 million, $5 million, even cheaper kind of thing. Right. Um, I love that. Yeah, f- I don't know where the question. No, I, I know what you're saying, but like independent film breeds filmmakers is, is kind of a, yeah. totally does make like without, without pushes the story. Yeah. And, but without giving them a chance to like spread their wings and shit, like Spielberg wouldn't be Spielberg if someone didn't give a young Maverick director a chance to make the shit he wanted to make. Right. Um, well, yeah, uh, no, no, they probably wouldn't have given him, but uh, that's besides the it's point. like a, too, too much of anything is, is no bueno. You, yeah, you want a little exactly. bit of, you want to be able to have your taste palette. Yeah, if it was only MCU movies, I would fucking hate movies. Oh god, that would be so. Yeah, like diehard fans, like we're all nerds here. I, I can't speak to you, Rob, but like I know Petro McCarr and myself, we're all like diehard fans with MCU and superhero shit. But like, if that's all you're watching, you... dude, I own a lot more comic books than I own movies. Oh, well, then perfect. There you go. Um, flexing the yeah. nerd muscle. Um. I want to I want to bring this home here because we're getting into some we're we're talking so personally and intimately about these little discs of pleasure. And uh what does like you kind of brought it up you're like I have only seen 2 thirds of my movies. So what does a giant movie collection say about the person? Like what what is your, what do you hope your collection says about you, Myron? I hope it doesn't say I'm overcompensating. <laughs> Guys got big trucks. I got big movie collection. <laughs> uh, not for me. It's just passion. Like I, I'm not one to like flaunt it around, but I, it's perfectly. I, I was just doing some like networking conferencing stuff, and I love having this as my backdrop because it, I love talking to people about movies, whether it's the Blu-rays or the movies, anything movies. Like I, I could go on forever about it. So when people see the collection, when I have friends over and they walk in my room, they're like, dude, your collection is crazy. Or like any new person who's never been in this room before and they see it, it's like, boom, there's there's a 10, 15 minute conversation right there. And like, you don't even have to try because there's <laughs> yeah, a million no. questions that follow that, right? 
And for me, I'm like, I could have this conversation over and over and over again, because with every other person, movies or their favorite movies mean something different to them, right? Yeah, no, totally. For me, when people see that, they're like, oh shit, you love movies. I'm like, yeah, I do. Tell me about what movies you love. Like, well, that, like, yeah, it's it's that uh, Anthony Bourdain thing that I've been trying to you know replicate, where he's like he just uses food as the means to get to know somebody. It's got nothing to do with his, his ultimate game. And with movies, like anybody can talk about shit. It's not hard to do this. Like it, you just have to love it. You have to love. You have to like it. You have to love it. You have to enjoy watching the behind the scenes shit about it. And then you can talk about it, just like anything. You can talk about anything you really like. And so that's kind of the whole point of this, which is a great point that you bring up. Even if you don't like the behind the scenes, it's just like everyone, it's, it's like art, right? Everyone has yeah. their own interpretation of, of whatever they're experiencing. Like Makar and I have this conversation all the time yeah. where there's a movie that like I love and Makar is like, man, that was like a six out of 10 for me. And I'm like, what the dude, that's a 10 out of 10. And, and I think that's the best part of it because it, I love seeing people's collections because like in my opinion, and we've talked about this, like film is an art. So it's, in my opinion, it's subjective. What Myron's favorite movie is, I might think it's shit, but I love that he has it in his collection and we can see that. And I think like looking at art in that way is great because you, like people start like judging people over what they view, but we collect what we collect because it makes you happy and totally, and, that, and that's what you want. And well, and, and I think, I think we can all agree like the the default fucking term is that's a bad movie. That's a good movie. I don't think it's in terms of good and bad cuz we've had this talk Macar and we all agree I think that yeah, it's it's subjective. There's no right or wrong answer. It's just what's the best of them all at that time is a great way to award something because it's a collection of a years of a a, a year's work collected together to celebrate the best of that year. So that's why I'm, we love the Oscars and shit. But with with this, I think it's more about that's a less funded movie and that's a really fucking funded movie. I think that's what more or less separates what a what you enjoy in a movie. Because if you watch a million-dollar budget movie and you watch a lot of movies, you're going to be like, that's a million. But imagine if that story had a $300 million budget. Okay, okay, but just oh, wait. How great would it be, <laughs> right? So it's not always about bad and good as it is about who could get more money to make bigger, cooler fucker th- fucking things. But to, to that exact point, and this is like the primo conversation or uh, controversial opinion, Batman vs. Superman. Hundreds of thousands of dollars, big studio movie. You Most people hate it, and not just hate it, they fucking hate it yeah they and do. Then there's a middle ground of people that don't exist because there is no middle ground and then there's the small percentage of people like myself who are like this movie is is a 10 out of 10 for whatever reason i i i love it i swear by it it is a masterpiece in its own way um but you know Makar and most all of my friends are like man, you're crazy. You're, you're nuts. That movie is not good. It's garbage. I'm like, that's cool that they don't like it. I'm not going to be like, you guys are terrible friends. It's just like, no, no, I like it. They're cool that I like it. They don't like it. Yeah. Whatever. But like, that's all part of it. Like, but that was just, just to your point of like money isn't the make in my perspective. It's not always the make it or break it. It's, yeah. it's, it comes down to the script and rabbit hole, the million of things. That oh yeah. Movie. No, I'm not. But I just, when, when people want to criticize it, if you really wanted to compare 
two things that were comparable to make it even Steven, right. it would be money, right? It's like the Yankees versus the A's, right? If you've got more money to buy better players, you're obviously going to have a better team, but that doesn't mean that team's going to play well together. Thus as, you know, unless you have a better abacus. Yes. Exactly. <laughs> unless you have yeah, sports. Yeah. Sports. <laughs> Yay. Sporting. Uh, Rob, what do you think yours says about you? Um, I think it, it, it's, it, it talks about my, my likes and, and my dreams and my aspirations and how I like fantasy and how I love comics and how I love stories that make me, I, I love collecting movies where they're movies that I think about that movie for two weeks after I watch that movie. Yeah. And, you know, and they're also, they're placeholders for me at different points in my life. Right. And, you oh. know, it, you know, this movie is, is monumental because at this point in my life, this had such a big impact on me and it helped me grow to the person that I am. Right. And that's, that's, that's. <laughs> I didn't do that. I'm not freezing. I'm, I'm that, that, it, it, you know, it's, it, to me, it's, a, it, it, it's, it's important. It, 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 it signifies all that for me. I think that's a big, big part of it. And I think, you know, if you look at somebody that's a hoarder, and I'm not saying that we're hoarders by any, you know, we're collectors. And I think human beings collect, right? Like that's just what we do, whether it's movies or ears or handbags or whatever. But, you know, the reason, like if you've ever watched that hoarding show, the reason these people have so much trouble giving this stuff away is because they have an emotional attachment to it. And that's what it is. I have an emotional attachment to it. Yeah. And you, I think, I, I think uh, if I could add to your, um your description i think it also says that you went from 900 to you you trimmed it and you curated it a little bit more like you've 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 really packed in all of your favorites so i think it says i i also love throwing stuff away okay it's very freeing i hear <laughs> like i love cleaning and organizing and tossing shit yeah I don't... tossing stuff i like reselling other people making money off of it. <laughs> and then guys like Myron. I was going to say, Myron, when you were talking, I, I completely, I'm not going to forget about you, Makar, but uh, when you mentioned earlier that you were going from like poor unsuspecting home sale to poor unsuspecting home sale and like ripping off people from your DVD purchases. I feel like there's a misconception on my side. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. You know what you reminded me of? And it's only because I just watched it. Uh, you remind me of Johnny Depp in the Ninth Gate. <laughs> I haven't seen it. I don't even think I've heard of it, to be honest. Anybody else? The Roman Polanski film that... I Johnny... love that movie, man. It's so weird and awesome. Okay, so now you guys need to watch like, it because... Story, like, it's good, and it's in France. It's I think it's good. It's, it's so fucking kooky, and, I mean, Polanski's a dick, whatever, but, like, if you want to watch a really weird fucking movie... Um, check this out but johnny depp plays um he's he's an appraiser of uh fine books like antique books and he comes across this family antiquities antiquities exactly he comes across this family who like don't know what they're sitting on and he like short changes them by a ton and their aging father who can't speak anymore is like just grabbing a blanket in anger because he's being taken by this like antique swindler and you reminded me like watch the scene after we're done and you will feel exactly what i'm my point it'll, well, it'll anything johnny definitely yeah, so. yeah exactly 
No, there's the secret window and the ninth gate. I always confuse the two. It's the secret, but, but it's the ninth gate. It's Roman Polanski. Um, who else is in it? Oh, what's his name? Fuck. The, the guy with the really deep voice that plays yeah. the, the grandfather in Captain Fantastic. Yes, and also, yeah, such a good movie. He's also in The Box with Cameron Diaz. Frank Langella? Yeah, Frank yeah. Langella. Exactly, yeah. Um, he's in it. He's really fucking cool. I like it because there's like there's all the missing pages and they find the different missing pages and it's yeah. like a, like a detective story and yeah. I don't it's know I, I think it's cool. It's really film noir. Uh, anyways, Makar, you're gonna close out our our whole DVD convo today. So what do you think your con your your collection your curated list of titles says about you? Yeah, I don't know. I think I go back to Martin. Like, just shows what I enjoy, and uh, you know. Some of the movies I may have in my collection, like I said before, people may not see see them as, you know, own worthy, if you will. But uh, yeah, it's just what I enjoy. And like going back to our other conversations, like I look at a movie like Grown Ups where, you know, some <laughs> film critics just like can't stand. But like Grown Ups to a movie like for me is just like, fantastic and like the reason why like i love watching movies because it just makes you so happy and and that's what it's all about i want to get chocolate milk wasted yeah <laughs> i want to get chocolatey wasted <laughs> no dude i i i concur i agree i i you've nailed it on the head it's just what you enjoy which is why i guess you guys do it like I've got my digital copies and it will never be shiny and it will never have sleeves and it will never, you know, it'll never look anything like what you guys have. And I'm fucking envious of it, which is why I wanted to talk about it to be like, you know what, maybe, you know, I started collecting vinyl way after it was cool and it never made me cool. So uh, mission not accomplished. Yeah, but you also got like 75 episodes worth of podcast stuff. That's true. Which we're kind of like, I mean, for me, like I listen to podcasts all the time. I'm like, this, this is awesome. Like, listen to pod. I listen to Tim Ferriss. That's pretty much it. But like, you, you've been doing this. Like, it, I think it's the aspect of like collections. Like for me, it's just collections or libraries. Like that's yeah. what just makes me happy. The cataloging at my books. You know, I, I found, I, I started and then stopped the the rabbit hole with comic books very quickly. I just got some really good deals. Um, but like. You got pot. You got seventy five episodes. Correct me if I'm wrong. Of right. podcasts, of interviews, of of things like this, of just talking to people about things you love, and that's incredible. You don't need to to parade it around with a banner in the air. No. You you love it. You're keeping on doing it. You're happy doing it. We're happy to be here. Like, what else could you want with it? That's pretty much the whole purpose of it. Was like, how do I do a thing that I enjoy that a lot of people can talk about that I can do with a bunch of other people who enjoy the same thing. And then the rest is like, well, let's fuck around and see what we can come up with. Right. It's like making a movie, essentially figuring out as you're going, creating shit as you go along and, and whatnot. So thank you for those kind words, dude. That's super solid of you. Cause that's all I just give a fuck. If everybody has fun, that's it. Like we're not, we're not making national geographic worthy, interesting shit here. We're rehashing what we, what we are doing is we are talking. Whoa, about whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> I feel you are. <laughs> yeah. If we're not raising for the sky here, then uh, no. no, 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 no. We're, we're bargaining. Nothing on us, man. Nothing on us. <laughs> 
but yeah, no, at the end of the day, I do love the collecting of these conversations and having a record of them and as silly and stupid and, and as fun as they are. Cause movies are all the things that you can have in a fake life. Like you or sorry. You can have all the fun things in a, in a movie cause it's a fake life. So argue that shit and see if it holds any water in real life. Um, thank you guys for doing this. Makar, thank you for, for like me pestering you at work. Because I've done this enough to you, and I was like, finally, we need to. What was? What did you just flash, Rob? What was that? I just missed that. I nothing. I just, I just. Went like <laughs> oh, this. when you when you don't see somebody do that with their hands, I thought you stood I was, up. I was, I was doing an Illuminati symbol. I'm sure. I just it. It looked like a body part that I wasn't unsure. Like I thought you stood up, and I was like, are you Jeffrey? Who's that dude from CNN who got all fucked up? Jeffrey Tubin? Are you tubing this? This fucking podcast. No, I'm wearing pants. Okay, great, awesome. Here, I'll um, prove it. See, pants. <laughs> but uh, Macarsa, thank you for cracking your cherry or pop popping your cherry, cracking your cherry. <laughs> Martin would have a field day with me on that one, Rob. Uh, thank you for popping your cherry with us, Myron. Thank you for coming back. Good time. Glad to be back. This is gonna shoot the shit and talk about movies always. Yeah. Dude, next time we'll just do one of the one of our real famous debate conversations, and we'll make something real stupid, and then. Oh, I, yeah, I'm terrible at debates. Oh, I dude, hardly uh, talk is. Oh, but you do just you'll do just fine, Captain Tangent. It's all good. <laughs> <laughs> so, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for listening to another episode of Real Debaters. Uh, RealDebaters.ca. That's the website. RealDebaters at gmail.com. That's how you email any of these guys or me or any of the cast on the show. And at Real Debaters is how you follow us on social media. Uh, the website's got all of the things you need to know, how to subscribe, how to buy merch if you want to support us that way. If you want to donate to the show, you can do that as well. It all goes back into making this more fun, more silly, more attainable, more creative, what have you. Um, I have got nothing else for you guys, as always. So I have been Michael Petro, Rob Strachan. I'm Jimmy's. No, I'm kidding. I'm Rob. <laughs> now, Makar, we have figured out that this is where everything gets fucked up. So, who are you? I'm Makar. Okay, and then and then Myron, what's up? Hi, I'm Myron. <laughs> Watch all the movies, kids. Have a great day. Bye.